This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle, the podcast, a.k.a. OLP, episode 236. Thanks for rocking with us. We've got a jam-packed show, as we do every single week on Fridays. We're dropping new heat. But first, we got Miggity Mike, the mayor. Are you out still gallivanting around, or what you doing, man? Nope. Sitting here in the Murray Studios, and uh, I'm on here with the Airhead Nation, and it's another beautiful day down here in Southwest Florida, brother. How are you doing? Things are good, man. Getting through the week. Excited for this weekend. We're going to talk more about it, but Made a Steel Show is this weekend in Dover, Florida, Fortunate for me, it's one of the closer shows, so I'd like to kind of rub that in because we're typically traveling hours and hours and hours, so we will hit upon a lot of highlights, but we ask that if you're in Florida or Georgia or Alabama, many of you have heard us talk about the show, Made of Steel Show, Dover, Florida, this weekend, Facebook Made of Steel Show, Instagram Made a Steel Show. Come on out. There's going to be print media, so on and so forth. We'll be there covering the print, digital. We will be there covering the digital side of it, and uh, we'll be tagging the hell out of the mini truckers out there. We're super excited about it. Now, Mike, I do want to remind everyone, too, that Scraping the Coast is the biggest, baddest show on the coast, and it's going down June 25th, 26th, 27th in Biloxi, Mississippi at the Coliseum. Love when you can go to a show on the Gulf Coast and get a little bit of that Freon poisoning, a.k.a. air conditioning, scrapingthecoast.com, and, uh, of course, on all social media platforms. Go out there, and uh, mini truckers, you got a chance to win some money, and we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the show. We've hinted about it, and I know we're excited, but Mike, man, we got a jam-packed show. I know you and I are going to cover our normal updates. We got Jack, the mini trucking encyclopedia We got a chance to meet him at Orange Beach Invasion. He's a cool dude, huh, Mike? Man, I tell you what, something I really, really liked about this kid is uh, he had a choice. His parents were either going to take him to Orlando and Disney World, or he could go to Orange Beach and go to Orange Beach Invasion, and he chose Orange Beach Invasion. That is definitely a real mini trucker right there, son. So it was the first time that his parents have actually been to a car show and uh, first time ever to Orange Beach, um, Alabama. And uh, so they were pretty uh, excited about, uh, you know, going to Orange Beach, love the area. And uh, then they were definitely excited because they got they brought, you know, Jack there and Jack was having a great time. So I think he made a wise choice. Yeah, he's really a good dude and um well, you know we call him the kid i think uh i think on facebook is it jack does mini trucking i think it's technically what he goes by on there but man he knows his stuff and uh he's like the rain man the rain kid of mini trucking so uh cool stuff got a little bit of audio that we'll run with jack and then we got chuck healy we're doing audio this week and uh, Chuck should be our title guest this week, so we're excited about that. Chuck is a good dude. Got a chance to meet him at Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, a.k.a. Mini Nats. So we got a jam-packed episode. Now, I do want to wish all of the moms out there, on behalf of Mike and I, we want to wish all of the moms out there 
a happy belated Mother's Day. We got so wrapped up last week recording that we weren't looking forward uh, to the you know we weren't looking to the future the weekend, which this past Sunday was Mother's Day. And Mike, that's a special day. The ladies in the you know the hardworking moms out there, they don't get enough credit for all the hard work they do all year and uh, just holding us down and keeping us grounded, homie. Uh, you are not lying there. And uh, the best part is, I absolutely amazed myself this year uh, because um, I grilled steaks out on the oven, on the grill, and um, dude, I had I made them. I made the girls steaks. I made the the baked potatoes, asparagus, salad, dude. It was freaking awesome. Only problem is, is now my girl knows I can cook. I hate cooking. Um, so now she knows I can cook. So now I'm going to have to end up cooking more. So that's the only downfall to, you know, putting out a, a good, a good meal for the, for the girls. Yeah. I like how you spin that around, you know, we're going from giving props to the ladies to then like you spin like, Oh man, you know, like I, I'm really a good cook and you know, here's what I did to take care of my ladies, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Hey, no, I was just saying what I did for my girls, you know, on mother's day. Uh, I thought you were trying to spin it around and be like, yo, you know, Really, I'm no. the one that should get all the credit, man. No, absolutely not. I just it was uh, it was actually uh, quite amazing that uh, I actually pulled it off and and cooked a perfect steak. It was it was delicious. Real deal. And the overview of this episode is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. Go to Graphics. That's Graphics with an X Mafia. If you're looking for stickers, decals, a little bit of design work. Oh, by the way, they also do vehicle wraps in different. Uh, highlighting of vehicles in terms of stripes and things like that. But uh, it's G-R-A-P-H-I-X-Mafia.com. If you've got stickers that you need reprinted, they can take care of that as well. They do a lot of different things. They've actually helped me on my Lincolns install vinyl on uh, bumper inserts and things like that. Ryan and hey, buddy. Great people, aren't they, Mike? Uh, absolutely, brother. Some some of the best people you'll uh, you'll ever meet. Real deal. Now we're going to get sideways into the scene updates. And Mike, this is one that we've kind of hinted at, but we really hadn't had an opportunity to officially, you know, let it out of the bag. Now it's, um, you know, last year, the Matrix Hall of Fame, I know because of the pandemic, they weren't able to maybe, you know, do all the stuff that they normally do, right? With SEMA week. And I know Freaks of Nature, my understanding, if I recall correctly, Shannon and his crew, they host that pre-party, which is kind of the SEMA kickoff. And then they have, obviously, the event there was at Hogs and Heifers for a while. I think last year was going to be the first year that they moved it, but, you know, it didn't happen and that type of thing. But, Mike, I'm proud to announce that uh, you and I are now a part of the Mini Truck Hall of Fame committee. And we're excited to bring additional exposure to that group. There's a great group of guys that have been doing this stuff now for a few years. No easy task. It's definitely exciting, though, Mike. Uh, absolutely, brother, because uh, it's something that, you know, I've always set back. And, you know, I actually got to experience it uh, there um, when uh, Slamfest was inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, so definitely you know, got to uh, uh, experience it, and wow, it's uh, pretty pretty freaking awesome. So uh, now to be a part of it is uh, definitely a, uh, you know, a privilege. I actually, you know, feel, feel pretty honored. 
I couldn't have said it better. Got to give all due respect to Bob Hayes. Obviously, been doing this stuff a long time. I mean, when you say old school and you think like '90s, I mean, Bob's like, yo, I've been old school before old school was actually a term, a catchphrase. And you know, for his vision and then you know the crew that he has. You know, I want to highlight as we go forward in the year some of the committee members. I mean, some we've had on, some you may not know who was on the committee. Then you're obviously going to have, we're going to have this unique opportunity to, when those names are announced, to be a part of the opportunity to, to you know, to maybe highlight some of the folks and the trucks and the companies. Uh, really a lot of stuff that we've already been doing, Mike, but to be able to have uh, the opportunity to be on the chair, so to speak, with the committee, it's just really an honor. And uh, there's a lot of guys on that committee that I lo- I've looked up to for many years. Some of them I call uh, close friends. So... Uh, we'll continue to provide updates and thanks to Bob Hayes and, and that committee for all the work they do. Oh, absolutely, brother. And like I said, man, it's it's an absolute privilege and an honor to uh, to be a part of um, such a great uh, group of guys uh, that have been around the old mini trucking thing for such a long time. Yes, and my last thought on the subject is I know Bob has done a lot of work behind the scenes trying to create a website, and I know there's you know things that he'll want to probably launch or discuss in the future to be able to bring kind of a one cohesive place where all the information's at, some of the past inductees and things like that. So, uh, including like how you can nominate folks and whatnot. So we will do our part from a media standpoint to highlight the committee, the process, the past members the future members uh, and nominees and things like that. So uh, thanks again, Bob and team, and, and more updates to come. Now, Mike, continuing the scene updates, man, I this one had struck me a little crazy, uh, a little off guard. I guess there was some sort of, you know, we've seen some people with a fuel crisis on the East Coast. Some people are freaking out. I know Mini Truck Matt, I think, had posted a photo. And there was something, someone was like, yeah, something got hacked or whatever, but I don't know the way things go, but, you know, there were long lines, and uh, I haven't seen anything here in, in Florida, of course. You know, we've got plenty of fuel coming in here all the time, but, man, did you see any of that madness? Bro, I, you know, just sitting here scrolling through social media, and you know the one that, the picture that kills me is the guys that take five-gallon buckets, and they go out there, and they fill up five-gallon buckets uh, full of gas, and, um and then they put those five-gallon buckets in the back of their vehicles. Yeah, and, and I do proceed- that. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Never mind then. I thought no. That, you- oh, you were saying that you were saying how smart that is to be able to. I mean, because I was just I wanted to, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I just wanted to say, yeah. I mean, I do that. I want you to know, like, I'm trying. You know, that's smart, right? Uh, hey Jay. Uh, whatever you do, don't do that. Well, I mean, this is news to me. I mean, dude, I I'm just trying to, you know. Stock up, you know, toilet paper, fuel. Are, are we going to go back into that again? Where we're, we're going to need, you know, everybody's going to be uh, hoarding all the toilet paper and 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 all the the, the paper towels, uh, just because it's it's you know it's on the media and the media starts putting it out there. Is is that you know everybody's going to start doing this all over again? You know, possibly, man. But you know, all I know is that I've got the Home Depot deals now. They don't seem to last long. They're getting holes in them, though. I mean, I don't know why. The Home Depot buckets. <laughs> I mean, they're rated for that stuff, right? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Well, thanks for letting me know. Well, 
uh, and something else cool that I saw is our homie, our brother Jeremiah Johnson. He had shared a cool video with me, and it was one when he was sitting in the Van Halen truck when he owned the Van Halen themed dime, and his son was in there, and they were listening to the G thing. And it reminded me of in the video, you know, when the little kid, they're like at the volleyball court, I think, at the picnic, and the little kid's doing his hands, like kind of like the, I call it like the Pee Wee Herman dance, you know. And uh, it just brought me back. And uh, he's like, yeah, raising them right. And I was like, damn right, man. Some G-Thang. You can't go wrong with that, man. Mini trucks and, and nothing but a G-Thang. Oh, you definitely can't go wrong there. You know what else you can't go wrong with, Jay? What's that? Is getting in on the pre-sale for the new OLP Pleasure Paradise Out of Air shirts. 15 and nod. Yeah, you, you know it. And if you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com, you have until Sunday to order these bad boys. Now, we will have a you know some opportunity afterwards, but the pre-sale is key because you get an opportunity for the talls, the hoodies, the zip-ups if you want a banner. The artwork is epic, Mike, and uh, we've seen a lot of traction on this one, so uh, we're, we're excited, and we've been holding this one since December. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I believe me. I know exactly what you mean. And I've had a bunch of people reach out and say, I can't believe you guys didn't come out with this sooner and how you were keeping this from us. So, but I tell you what, you guys are definitely, definitely going out there and, and uh, buying it up. That's for damn sure. Uh, this is going to blow away um, all of our other shirts uh, by far. Well, if, if they just knew, if we were holding this one for give or take five months, right? If they only knew the heat that we were holding for the rest of the year, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and we've got to thank everyone for the continued support. You know, we've only been doing the merch stuff really full bore a little less than three years, believe it or not. I mean, at, at Scraping the Coast 2018, we had done a partnership, and, you know, that was kind of like a, I'd say like a soft launch, you know, no online site, you know, PayPal me this, you know, we'll ship it out, put your address in, that type of stuff, you know, how a lot of us have started. But for the last two and a half-ish years since we've really had it full bore, we've had uh, we've grown by leaps and bounds. And because of that, we've been able to launch products with Welch's Chop Shop, some of these metal signs, the skate decks with good kinfolk like Joey at Get Decked. He has um, His business has exploded since he's partnered with us. Those are his words. And we're so thankful. Hey, we're not doing anything different than what anybody else out there could do except for listen – bringing great artwork, paying homage to some of the all-time greats, including our favorite movies, Back to the Future, and Mike, we're keeping the pedal stomped, and everybody is, what's the word I'm looking for? Everyone is responding in such a manner that we're able to go, okay, boom, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? So thanks to everyone that supports the cause. Oh, absolutely, brother, because obviously you guys know none of this is possible without all your support. That's for damn sure. That's it. Now, speaking of Mini Truck Matt, earlier – you can check out mini truck underscore Matt on Instagram. Matt is a good dude, big supporter, comes out to a lot of shows with his family, drives his S10 to a lot of places. He's working on a new mini Nats video that'll, of course, debut on YouTube. He does a really good job. He puts a lot of time in. He even posted a cool video the other day, Mike, of Kelly Stacy's Ranger. That's a uh, bodied or uh, dropped D R O P D at birth, dropped at birth on Instagram. But if you go check out Mini Truck Matt, 
on Instagram. You can check out the video. And Mike, he's just a good dude, man. You know, he's got his own style. He wears that kind of hat. I know it's on a fedora. I forget the exact term. Maybe it is a fedora, but you know, he kind of has his own style. And when I saw him at Mini Nats in October last year for 2020, you know, he had his fam out there. He had his daughters, and he's uh, he's just always doing the damn thing, man, enjoying life. Oh, absolutely. And uh, like you said, he's got his own style and uh, he's created his own lane and uh, and he's definitely stayed in it. That's for damn sure. I love that he uh, he's a supporter of the podcast. He's always rocking the OLP shirts and a lot of his photos. And I just got to say thanks and appreciate you, Matt. Now, we recently mentioned Randy. I got a chance to hang out with NC Randy up at Southeast Mini Nats. They a lot of the NC guys had gotten um, and ladies, they had gotten a cabin up there. So we spent a little bit of time chilling with them that, what was it, Friday night. Now, I don't think I made this clear before. I don't know that I announced it, but Randy did sell the famous Tuck Lugs truck. Uh, for many that know, I call Randy the mini truck hoarder in a good way. That's my homie. He has some very cool stuff, very cool parts. He's had his hands in some awesome trucks over the years. And uh, Tuck Lugs was one of those. And, Mike, the nod that I get to give Randy is a lot of times – you know, someone acquires a truck, and then, you know, some of these high-end builds, boom, you know, they're just punted the next year, the next week, the next month. With Randy, he kept Tuck Lugs a long time. I forget if it was, if he said five years, I think, but he did a lot of, like, small things. I mean, he didn't blow the truck apart and, and say, I'm going to change it, because, it, you know, thankfully, we we wanted to, to see it the way it was left. But, he, you know, he did stuff with the front grill and the bumper uh, he did a lot of little subtle things, and he got the truck. I, I think Jimmy's running customs, installed AccuAir on it. But I wanted to mention that Chris Schmidt had purchased it. He's up in New York. Some of you will know that name from back in the day. He had a Sonoma that was on the cover of Mini Trucking. I talked to Chris earlier this week, and we'll be doing some audio hopefully with him soon. But, Mike, it was pretty cool for that truck to be a West Coast, you know, Southern California, Gendros out of his camp, but for it to live over here for a while, man. No, like you said, he kept it. He kept it clean. Um, he didn't tear it apart. He didn't destroy it. And uh, now it's went on to a new owner. And um, this new guy, or this new owner, I'm sorry, um, I'm sure is going to take care of it just as well as uh, as Randy did. Yeah, I talked to Chris earlier, and he was talking about his Sonoma. I don't want to give anything away, but he goes, "Yo, but Jay, he goes, you know, I'm pretty OCD with stuff. So you know, he's already kind of dialing stuff in, doing the stuff he wants to do." Uh, as many of us would do if we got a truck. I know, Mike, you've been going through that with your Mazda. And, uh, you know, even me getting a chance to kind of do, uh, working back with Jimmy and Tim at Jimmy's Running Customs, you know, them knocking that punch list out on Bada Bing. You know, it brought a smile to my face on some things I really should have did back in 2012 and, and had those guys do, but just didn't have the opportunity or maybe just didn't have the foresight to go, yo, stop for a minute and, and get the stuff done. But so grateful to the team over there and and it just it, it's a good feeling mike and i know that you know you've had some pickups with your truck but you're getting through those and, and we'll see you out there in the banana hammock soon right i mean not i mean the truck um well i'm hoping that uh ryan over at profab uh, gets uh, the latest issue taken care of and um and if he does then we will definitely see it this weekend at uh at made of steel Real deal, man. I can't wait to see it. I, maybe I could borrow and do some donuts or whatever. But I mean, goats. Goat said, "Hey, don't do the donuts in the show field." You know what I mean? Because he's like, "I don't. I want to get kicked out of here." And I was like, "All right, cool, cool. We'll just go out on the road." You know? Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> and please, you know, 
burnouts, donuts, uh, you know, do it to it, brother. Get it, get her done. Yeah, and Randy's uh, Tuck Lugs was on the cover of September 99 Mini Trucking for those scoring at home. Negative camber truck. Lance shot it, and uh, it'll live on now in New York for as long as Chris has it, but more coming on that famed truck in the future, including hopefully Chris's backstory. Really good dude. Now, Mike, uh, jumping over to Facebook, uh, the good old book face, as you say, there were a couple things that I had saved, and um, one of those was I want to give a huge shout-out to Sean Rose and David Magotti. Uh, great guys. We both had, we've had both of those guys on the podcast with audio. Uh, Sean Rose spreading the love. He is arguably, man, just, you know, creating his own lane. And, and, you know, we've talked about that, but he posted and tagged David. This was earlier this week. He says, if you or your business would like to show your support for spreading the love, and that's spreading with an IN, the love, L U V, please send me your logo. We will be making a separate page very shortly. Listen. If you want to do good for the scene or you've got ideas or you want to contribute or you've got something that you're brewing that you want to partner up with two good people, um, you know, again, I'm not, I don't want to be their spokesperson, but Sean Rose, David McGaughty, Mike, those, those are the guys you want to align with. They're doing some great things. I love what David's doing on the NC front. Sean is, is forging his own lane and they're just good peeps. Oh, absolutely, brother. And, and like you said, uh, you can't meet you can't meet two better two better guys, and um, definitely definitely uh, you know doing the scene and doing the scene right and uh, doing good things and uh, you know proud to call them friends. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Now here was something that uh, in my short time on Facebook this week, I saw Tim Gilbert had posted in a Rolling Low and Dirty Facebook group. I didn't even realize I was necessarily in that one. But he had posted that Furlan was looking to sell his blazer. And it's funny because Furlan's like in my backyard here in the Tampa Bay area. I think he he had gotten patched in NC. I only saw the truck at a couple shows. You know, it was one of those where high-end build. And, uh, you know, don't get a chance to really see or talk to Furlan too much. I know he works at a local stereo shop here. Uh, he's helped me out a few times. Real nice dude. And... Um, but by the time I saw the post that was on May 7th, I saw it um, a couple days later. The Blazer Mike had sold. And I uh, just want to say congrats to him. I know uh, a couple of the guys that were involved in the build, as far as I know. But um, hopefully it'll go to a good owner and, and the person will enjoy it, Mike. But it's pretty cool. Even though some people are like, oh, don't sell your stuff, you know, whatever. You know, things happen in life. And if a truck does sell, it is cool to see. Hopefully it goes to someone that will enjoy it. Oh, absolutely! Did you happen to um, happen to see who actually bought it? No, I did not. Oh, okay. No, I was curious. Uh, I uh, did. That's one thing I didn't see in the post. Uh-huh. Um, I saw, you know, obviously Richard Lopez, good dude. He said, "I'm in love." You know, a lot of people were like, "You know, what's the ticket?" Uh, some guy saying, "Hey, I'll trade you for my S10, man. I'm on some twenties, dog." You know how you know how the trades start coming in, dog. Man, I got like a '72 El Camino. Man, I'll flip this. I got a muffler for uh, you know a Pinto. Maybe we can flip some stuff. I got an old airboat. You know, could we trade, Mike? Oh, I I don't see why he wouldn't want to do a you know airboat for that. For you know, definitely, dude, an airboat, a muffler for a Pinto, 
and I mean the 72 Camino, bro. You know, I mean just you know whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. You know the trades come out of the woodworks when you got something nice. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you got a gun. You know, it's got a scratched off thing on. You know, I mean you get some deals. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but all seriousness, Ferland, congrats, and uh, wish you all the success with whatever your next endeavor is. So a couple more, Mike, that uh, that I noticed. This one, uh, David McGotty, he had posted one. Now, uh, this was a long post. I won't read the whole thing, but you got to follow him. It's David, M-C-A-U-G-H-T-Y. Friend him on Facebook. We just mentioned him. He kind of goes into this post about in 06, my late wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was also, at the time, the real estate market had tanked in Southern Cali. It was then that I decided to build the Nissan that I had since 91 into an awareness vehicle. We started off with a clothing company to raise awareness, and he kind of goes through. Uh, Tracy's thought was, why me? Why cancer? Why clothing was born? So he kind of goes into this long post. I'm kind of getting chills just reading that small part, man. You know, I know some people will see a long post. Like, ah, I'm not going to read it. This one's definitely worth the read. And, um, again, it's just another reason why we gave him a huge shout-out. I mean, we need more people in the scene like these two dudes, including David, who I'm talking about right now, that do so many wonderful things. And, um, you know, Mike, we've seen some kind of rappers, hip-hop people pass away. And, you know, when celebrities pass away, sometimes, you know, we're all like, oh, man, you know, rest of peace and stuff. And, you know, some of the other rappers have come out and saying, hey, you know, while I'm here, you know, I want to have my flowers here. Like, you know, nobody wants to, like, pass away to get, like, the love that they're that they're shown or that they should be shown. And I say that with all due respect because, you know, there's a lot of good people and that's one of the things that we love doing at the podcast is, you know, let's let's show love to the good people out there that have helped build the truck scene to what it is or that are doing great things today to make the truck scene better for tomorrow and the next year. So, you know, do, I've seen so many great things, you know, LST, Lone Star Throwdown, some of our favorite people, they had that awesome write up or that awesome saying that they put together that was hanging at the fences and and various spots throughout Lone Star Throwdown 2021. That was borrowed by Jason Bell and staff under express written consent of Lonnie Ford and Radar Hendricks. And uh, that, of course, resonated there at Mini Nats, right? So, Mike, I mean, I, I just tell everyone, like, listen, man, humbles the new cocky, like Exhibit said a couple years back. You know, when people are doing good things, you know, go out there, fist pump, you know, fit, you know, do a fist bump, let them know. You know, there's so many good people out there, and uh, you know, let's just keep this thing going, this truck scene that we love. Oh, absolutely, and you know, one thing that made me smile is uh, Eric Tapia. Um, he just got, uh, you know, he's a mini trucker, but he's also got this Caprice uh, lowrider. He's got the new Dayton's on it, and he went and picked up his little boy from school. And the picture of the little boy riding in the in the lowrider, getting picked up from school, was absolutely priceless, man. Uh, so you know, Eric, keep 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 posting them, keep up, keep it up, and uh, you know, making that making that little boy happy because. He was so excited to be able to ride in Daddy's lowrider, uh, being picked up at school. So that was that was a cool pick. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't see that one yet, but always enjoy seeing what Eric posts. Obviously, he's a good dude. He's always rolling around town, and uh, he shows his love for the scene by you know obviously incorporating his children and family into going to shows, and he's always rolling around. So 
Uh, big ups to Eric. Okay, so you know those are some of the updates that uh, that we've seen out there. We'll cover more next week. But the scene updates are brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. And Mike, I got to say that Lonnie hit me up and he goes, yo, ODB, if you need a little bit of change for your calculator. So we got it rolling again, Mike. You hear this? We got the calculator going. Lonnie said, yo, you guys show us a lot of love. He goes, I made a couple bucks on YouTube. Right, because you you guys have been telling everyone watch it to the last second, thumbs up, leave a comment, Garage Gear Clothing. He said, "Yo, I'm gonna buy you uh, the parts that you need to fix the calculator." So, dude, we're back, we're back in the game, dude. Thanks to Crystal, thanks to Lonnie and team at Garage Gear Clothing, Mike. I mean, dude, if they can't sponsor this segment with a calculator, I don't know who can. Dude, who better? Who better than the Garage Gear? clothing because jay there's not much calculating you have to do when you have to calculate up the um the postage for the shipping because jay when you order from garagegearclothing.com it's absolutely free so honestly Dude. you really don't even need a calculator bro it's free it's free home now i know what some of you think and you're like oh i am i order on amazon all the time and it's free but listen amazon has grown Let's be honest, they've grown over the years. They've become big time. I get it. But it is not normally seen in a smaller niche niche market like main truck and scene to be able to offer free shipping, right? So it's pretty cool. You gotta go to garagegearclothing.com, order. They got kids, they got ladies, they got the of course the dudes taken care of in terms of the shirts, side by sides, dualies, mini trucks, you name it. Mike well, you know what? I was going to give him an idea, and I was like, wait, we can't give that one away, man. I got I got an idea. So I'm going to write it down in my, uh, on my on my spreadsheet, okay, Mike? All right. All right. But if you seriously want some cool clothing, check out Garage Gear Clothing, good people. Oh, see, okay, Mike, so, man, next we got the key show updates, brother. And I know you are excited. I mean, Mike, there's 52, give or take, weeks in a year. You've got to be gone, I would guarantee, 40 of those weeks a year, dude. I mean, you gallivant like none other. And this weekend, my understanding is you're going to be gallivanting on up I-75 right over to Dover, Florida. And we're going to be getting down out there at the Hillsborough County Fairgrounds. Ain't that right? Uh, you know it, brother. And uh, we're talking about, you know, Made of Steel. And this is Mild to Wild presents the 7th Annual made a steel show and um obviously it opens up this friday um but the real show date is going to be saturday so uh if you guys can't make it out friday not a problem not a big deal but make sure you guys are definitely there for uh for saturday and the show opens up at 9 a.m so uh get ready um now jay tell us a little bit i do believe you're going to have a meetup and a cruise in to the show is that correct yeah, so I'm trying to kind of work out the logistics on it because I want to try to get over there on Friday and get the truck dropped off, right? Yep. So if you happen to be listening on Friday, get there Friday and you get our tent put, you know, put where it needs well, to go. So when I get there first thing sun Saturday, I can go ahead and get this booth all set up. Right, right, exactly. So 
what I would say is stay tuned to social media. I know, you know, we've talked a little bit about the cruise. I'm going to see what the interest is over the next few days to see if we can get some people to meet up. Last year, it was simple. What we ended up doing was we met right there on 60, right off of the interstate. Uh, there was a, a sub place we met over there, Firehouse Subs, and then we all kind of cruised in. What was ironic is Matt Middleton and the Berkeley Challenge crew and some of their guys, they were coming in at the same time we were. And uh, it was kind of ironic. So, you know, just stay posted to social media. If we can get enough interest and, and have some guys and ladies meet up on Saturday, the reason why I say that is depending on if I can get the truck over there or whatever I end up bringing on on Friday night, that, that'll impact how early I have to get there on Saturday. If I got to get there on Saturday, like at 7 o'clock, to like start unloading and all that, then it'll be a little bit different. So, you know, just stay posted to social media. But we're excited regardless. Oh, absolutely, brother, because, guys, I know I've said it once, I've said it twice, and this Saturday, make sure you get to the booth, the OLP booth, and you get signed up for the uh, Cornhole Tournament, because we will be doing a Cornhole Tournament once again at Made of Steel, and um, we have some cool uh, trophies, you know, made by our our good buddy, uh, Mr. Um, Josh Welch. Uh, which he made the uh, with Walsh's Chop Shop, which he also made the trophies for uh, Made of Steel as well. So make sure you guys get over there, get signed up. Um, we want to get that tournament going right at 11 o'clock so we can get this thing uh, rocking and rolling and um, and get it finished up and get it wrapped up um, and have a and have a damn good time because last year it went a little too long. Um, so basically the first 12 teams that get signed up are in so make sure uh that uh you know you guys get over there and get signed up but uh don't don't worry because uh jason's favorite food vendor is going to be there as well um you know make sure you get over there and get that lemonade uh before jay gets over there and drinks it all dude i don't know what it is i don't drink a lot of sugar i think there's sugar in it but man they put just the right amount on a hot day Papa Smurf and I used to talk about, man, on a hot-ass day, maybe some water, some lemonade, some iced tea. Dude, that Florida May crazy hot weather with that lemonade. Man, thanks to Goat. Thanks to Tank for bringing it out. And, Mike, they did say they got the pedal stomp. They're going to have a lot of food vendors this year. So I talked to my homie Paul that's going to be bringing the burb out. The burb is the word. And – we're like, dude, that's the best thing, man. You don't need to leave the grounds. You don't need to drive 15 minutes to Portillo's. You stay right there. You get your food. You stay underneath the covered area. Maybe even hit the Freon poisoning, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not – I mean, it is an addictive drug, but it's a good drug, right, the Freon poisoning, the AC. Oh, absolutely. And um, uh, the other thing is, is I've seen is uh, they were going to have this barbecue uh, uh, out there, and apparently these guys are like the – competitive barbecue guys and so um yeah so uh make sure you look out for the barbecue guys out there because apparently it's supposed to be the best around so i can't wait to to have that that's what i can't wait for well if you are on the west coast or you just can't make it out uh, stay tuned to social media we will be tagging made of steel throughout the day with a ton of photos and videos and reels but we'll also be tagging Made of Steel Show and Made of Steel, Made of Steel 2021. Probably about three hashtags to highlight the show itself. 
You can follow those hashtags. You can unfollow them at any time as well. But there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. I've always enjoyed going to Made of Steel. The only year, if I recall correctly, that I missed it was 2019 when I went up to I gallivanted up to St. Louis, and then Vic was, of course, there holding it down on behalf of OLP. I think you were there, Mike, too, but you were out gallivanting so much, nobody could hold you down. So, But uh, we are excited for Made of Steel. Now, the following weekend, Mike, well, let me ask you this. Was there anything else that we maybe didn't cover uh, for Made of Steel show this weekend over Florida? Well, the other thing that I definitely wanted to cover was, um, you know, they had posted up the frequent questions. And um, so, first of all, $40 to register, and that comes with two armbands, okay? So if you need any additional passes, they're $15. And that's for Friday and Saturday, so that'll get you covered. Spectator cost is 15 bucks. Kids 12 and under are free, Okay. The golf carts, side-by-sides, all that stuff is allowed. You just have to register them, okay? Just don't tear up the property. If you are if you get caught tearing up the property, donuts, burnouts, all that stuff that, you know, ODB does, um, you will get kicked out. And, of course, no refunds. They don't allow alcohol, but you can bring in coolers, guys. Um, cups and koozies are a must. No glass containers. So, vendors, you can roll in at 12 noon on Friday. Registration on Friday will open at 3 p.m. Um, it's open to the public from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Friday. And then Saturday, the gates will open at 9 a.m. until 8 p.m. Okay. And if you're a club and you want to park together, make sure you get there early and you rope off your area. When you rope off your area, just don't rope off too much. Take what you need. Um, there are camping spots that are still available, so make sure you get uh, you get with goat or tank. And of course, vendor spots are still available. Just hit them up, let them know you know what you got and what you're bringing, and they'll tell you um, you know what what you know what to do and how much it's going to cost. Well, we are excited about it. The show continues to grow. They got the big stereo side, and they got so much more. But we'll be out there. We're hoping the Black Widow, some of the BMX crew. Uh, Chris and Joe and, and, and Jim Jones and some of those guys will come on out and gallivant out there. Friday night pre-party festivities. They got the band going. We got a lot going down. I think, Mike, are you going to be doing the river? Do you you like the riverboat dance, or do you go more with the uh, the like the harmonica start? Because like when the harmonica starts going, man, I've seen you. Like I thought at one point you were crip walking. You're like, no. But, I mean, you get into the riverboat dance and stuff, right? Like Chad um, Ocho Cinco. Well, actually, what I I like the harmonica, okay, and the banjo are are my personal favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I I I love that twang stuff. Yeah, you were in the um, the Burt Reynolds classic, right? You know, with the banjo, you were in the movie. I heard it, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, it, so the following weekend is relaxing in the park, St. Louis. Obviously, third-year event. They had the challenges last year with the pandemic. If you're in St. Louis area, many of you know about this show. Jason Barbaglia, a.k.a. DJ May, he's really uh, the the leader of the crew up there, at least for the show. Then he's got all the relaxed members. Many of them are helping out. Matt, his awesome wife, and just so many people. So a big ups to those guys up there relaxing in the Park St. Louis. Uh, and then from there, really the only other show that I think that I was going to highlight was Scraping the Coast, which we talked about earlier. That's going to be key. That's going to be the last weekend in June. We talk about it a lot, but 
it's the weekend before July July Fourth weekend. So, you know, some people might take that week off and then have that three, you know, that that final three day weekend. Uh, July Fourth, obviously Independence Day for us here in America, that falls on the fourth, which is Sunday. But of course, it's observed on Monday. So, I mean, dude, if you got a lot of uh, PTO like Mike does. You know, take off the 28th, 29th, 30th, you know, July 1st, you know. Dude, just take the whole week off. You can come back from scraping on the 25th, 26th, 27th. You can gallivant all week. Then you can roll into a long weekend, Mike, and just, you know, let her dance. You know what I'm saying? And get crazy into July 4th weekend. I know you're going to. I know you're going to. Exactly. (laughs) I can't wait. Mike's like, I am Mike Murray. And I approve Odimi's message, <laughs> my man. So from there, you've got uh, Southern Tradition, July 10th and 11th. Uh, we will talk more about it. Waka's a great dude. Uh, that show, we had such a good time last year. I love that it wasn't too crazy of a drive up in Canton, Georgia. And I forget how far, but I remember Papa Smurf and I went to one of the dwarf houses. Okay, that sounds weird. That's the spinoff. That's the OG Chick-fil-A's. And I know they got a few of them up there, but with the pandemic and all that, I don't know how it's going to work. So I'm going to be looking, Mike, to maybe drive uh, to a dwarf house. I mean, does that that sounds weird, doesn't it? Uh, that sounds really weird, homie. And I can tell you, I made the mistake of I picked up a truckload of uh, of, uh, of peeps, um, brought them um, up to Southern Tradition last year. And my dumbasses, I tell them ahead of time, picked them up in Gainesville. I was like, oh, you guys can just ride with me. And um, I told them, I was like, dude, it's right inside of Georgia. It's not that not that far. And uh, needless to say, it's, uh, it's pretty far into Georgia. But I tell you what, it is worth the drive. It is absolutely badass. And um, I, look re- I really look forward to, uh, you know, heading up. Um, to another, you know, up to Southern Tradition and uh, and, and going to that show again. Freaking awesome show. Well, I just looked it up. If we go, we're going to have to get up about 6 a.m. on Saturday, okay? Because hear me out. We can drive 30 miles south to to um, to Woodstock, Georgia. We can hit the Dwarf House, okay? Now, we got to check to see if it's going to be open. You know, they, it's basically, for those that don't know, it's like a Chick-fil-A buffet. And the Dwarf House was before Chick-fil-A, okay? We're going to have to do a whole episode on Chick-fil-A. You know I'm a fiend. But, dude, imagine you walk into a buffet. It's Chick-fil-A, dude. The last time that Ron was going through with Hank, he literally had to freaking knock Hank out like B.A. Brackus from the A-team because Hank was a fiend, dude. <laughs> Hank will go in there for, like, hours, and they're like, dude, they're trying to kick him out. So, I mean, Mike, that's how good this place is, man. <laughs> VA Baracus, dude. I mean, come on. So uh, I pity the pull. <laughs> dude, I tell you what, man, it's good times. But uh the quick shout out, so you got Cruise of the Pines this coming weekend. Uh they're on Instagram. We've shared the photos from that event in the past, so that's going down. Uh fourth annual Sparks in the Park. Those dates were announced. You got April first through the third next year. Sparks show, the Spark Show. They're continuing their pre-registration with their merchandise sales. The Spark Show on Instagram. Much more to come on that show. And then, Mike, I don't know that we mentioned it, but Slamfest, big ups to Mini Madness. They had launched their kind of throwback artwork. 
and uh, they already had launched the artwork for the show. Now they're doing kind of the second iteration of it. We'll talk more about Slamfest as we get closer to those October dates. But Mike, it's a big year for them, ain't it? Uh, yeah, brother. This marks year 30. 30 years, um, you know, uh, for Slamfest. So uh, I know you've been to, I think, every one of them but one, if I'm well, not mistaken. Yeah, I've been. this will be my 25th straight. But I didn't go to the first, I guess, the first five I missed. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I misunderstood you before then. So you missed the first five, but you haven't missed one since. That's it, man. The iPhone could not hold me down, bro. Boom. I hear that. I hear that. Not even that fence that you backed into. Couldn't that fence <laughs> couldn't hold up either. <laughs> Let's not talk about that, man. You know what I mean? I mean that was the that was the donuts and the crazy and the, I tried telling the guard, hey, it was all the shtick, and he's like, dude, I don't know what stick you're talking about. I go, No, it's shtick. He's like, Get the fuck out of here. He goes, I don't give a shit what you say, ODB. Get the fuck out of here. Mike came in swinging his arms like Kid Rock or like uh, Ray Donovan. It was like, yo, you talk to me. I was like, all right, man. And he took care of it. But uh, I'm I'm out. Yeah, man. So uh, the key show updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. Visit minitruckfilm.com. Yes, you heard that right. Minitruckfilm.com. Order a DVD or Blu-ray today. So, Mike... Podcast updates. This one's kind of short and sweet, right? We talked about the new merch earlier. OurLifestylePodcast.com. You can order. Now, we've, we we put this out there every time. I do know that we'll have some folks. They'll be anxious to rock it. The, the shirts are expected. You know, it depends. It could be four to six weeks. Sometimes it's sooner. The good thing is we, by all means, will have that by scraping. And the order will go in literally late on Sunday night. So when Brant and team gets there early on Monday, boom, orders in. We validate it. We pay. We're locked and loaded. So we're excited about this one, as we mentioned earlier. We uh, will have Mike. Uh, I know a lot of people ask about the metal signs and the skate decks. There's just not really an opportunity for a small business like us, you know, from a podcast standpoint, to ship that kind of stuff. God forbid a metal sign that's you know sixty dollars if it gets damaged. You're not going to be happy if it's got, if it gets dented up. We're going to have to eat the cost on it. So that's why we do not ship the aluminum and the skate decks at this time. It's just not economical. We're not some big skateboard company shipping, you know, thousand decks a day. So at Mini, or excuse me, at Scraping the Coast, we will have some of our new products, Mike. And we haven't even shared the photos of that stuff. But, dude, I'm getting excited for it. Uh, yes, brother, because we will have that stuff. And we will have it at Scraping the Coast, uh, banners, uh, metal signs, um, uh, and skate decks. And also, um, I do believe you are working on, if I'm not mistaken, some license plates. Yes. Uh, so definitely stay tuned and um, you know, make sure you guys stop by the booth and, uh, and check it out. And like Jay had said something about it before. Uh, guys, make sure you guys are in there and pre-registering for Scraping the Coast um, because pre-registration is open. And make sure you guys pre-register for that indoors and get some of that Freon poisoning and uh, come hang out with OLP uh, there indoors at Scraping the Coast. Yeah, last year we had Daryl Poe's truck debuted in the OLP booth. Right now we're in talks on what's going to be the lineup. There's nothing like scraping the coast, Biloxi, and uh, there's nothing like that Freon poisoning on that hot, 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 hot summer day. 
uh, I did drop a new episode of Lincoln Attic Podcast, so check that out when you get a chance. And there will be more coming in the future from Lincoln Attic Podcast, so I appreciate everyone that, that jumps over and also listens to it. If I look, we're at about 235 ratings, Mike, on OLP. And let's see. Looks like, uh, I don't know if I read Craig S10, which I think was Craig Brady. He said, this was a great interview with Kurt. Love the free weekly podcast content. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate all your support. Uh, K uh, Robe, R-O-B-E-S-O-N. Thanks for all the info in the episode. Unfortunately, I listened to it after I got back from Mini Nats, but he said it was a great time, so that's pretty cool. Thanks for taking the time. Five-star rating, of course, in a review. Here's one by question mark, exclamation, slash, dollar sign, ampersand, at sign, colon, quote, forward slash. That's the name, Mike. We love listening to OLP. ODB and the Bay are always keeping us up to date on what's happening in the scene. Keep up the great work. We really appreciate you guys. So those are the podcast updates for this week, Mike. And we have to thank Off the Top Ropes, Double Backflip into Round, Joey at Get Decked. It's Get Decked, two words. He will take care of you on any skate deck needs you have, whether it's one for your main squeeze or yo man, or maybe... It's 10 for a show, or maybe it's 20 or 30 for OLP. He will take care of you, Mike, in a jiffy. It ain't that right. Oh, absolutely. And uh, not only does he do that, but he also throws a little show uh, called Attitude Check. So, uh, you know, this is um, something that you guys, uh, you know, you might not have heard of. But, guys, you're going to hear about it now because Attitude Check Nine is coming August 19th at 8 a.m. through August 22nd, ending at 5 p.m. It's at Mr. B's Park in Woodford, Virginia. Okay, this is a charity show, and they try to help the kids in the school system um, with school supplies and backpacks. Last year they did 600. This year they want to double that, and they want to do 1200 so make sure you guys go out and check out um attitude check nine hit up that event page and all your details all your information is right there registration's 40 bucks it gets you into the um the show along with your vehicle and a passenger they got um camping on site um you know the single day registration i mean they break it down 30 bucks. They got RVs and campers for 70 bucks. So guys, check out Attitude Check 9. And um, guys, the spectator, spectators are free. Free okay? 99. Free for spectators. And like I said, it is a charity show. So go out there and uh, support Joey Dilworth and the rest of his team and uh, help, help the kids, man. Help the kids. Do it for the kids. Get decked. Facebook or Instagram. Look it up. Check them out. Okay. We're going to wind it down with a few more things here. Airhead Nation updates. Now, Mike, this one's with heavy hearts. I know earlier this week, our brother, he's been with us since day one. Really close to you and I, our brother Vic. He's one of my severed brothers. I don't want to share too much information. I don't know what's been shared. Some people have hit me up. 
They've seen D, his wife's post. They've seen Vic's posts. He did have a passing in the family that was very close to them. Tatiana, uh, D, and Vic are okay. They're going up to New York, and that's all they want to share at this time. Vic's been through a lot. They have been. You, you guys have, you know, a lot of the scene got together, and they did a lot for Vic. Uh, since Christmas last year, obviously he had some surgeries he had to deal with. And I know sometimes life can, uh, kind of feel like nothing's going your way, but, uh, I encourage anyone out there. Uh, this is just a piggyback off of the comment, right? This isn't tied to Vic necessarily, you know, whatsoever, but I encourage anybody, if you ever need to talk to someone or, you know, you're going through a lot of stuff in life, like many of us are, whether it's jobs or family things or, you know, depression or whatever it is. I always encourage people to reach out, talk to a friend, talk to a professional. But uh, again, going back to Vic and D, they've got a lot going on right now. And uh, keep them, the Figueroa's, in your thoughts and prayers as they uh, go up to, to New York to take care of um, uh, a thing that's going to be you know, a, a challenge for them to kind of get through, I think, Mike. Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, like you had said, they have definitely had a tough, a tough time. And um, it's always uh, it's always tough uh, when you lose a loved one. So, uh, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are definitely with uh, Vic and his family and, uh, you know, safe travels. And uh, we hope to see you soon, buddy. Now, just switching gears, which is not easy to do. I want to say happy born day to Mr. Greg Miller, one of our close brothers, a great guy in the scenes, been doing shows a long time, Custom Car Show Productions. Happy born day. And, Mike, I also saw we don't give enough love to the ladies with their born days. Angie Ellis, she's a supporter of the podcast as well. I know it was her born day, so happy born day, Acrophobia Angie. Absolutely. Hey, and we can't forget about our boy bragging Sean Randall uh, because it was his born day um, uh, this past weekend. Seen? Seen Randall? Yeah, yeah. What up, Sean? Hope you're doing well, and uh, happy born day, homie. Airhead Nation updates brought brought to you by our family, Hammered Weekend Wear. If you're on the East and you're like, yo, I don't know, HDWW will come to Made of Steel. You can buy shirts. You just walk up. You look at the numbers. You tell them. And Hank, I mean Ron, will get you those shirts. Now, they just closed down their pre-sale. We mentioned it last week. I did. They had a Tesla, which could be the first fully customized Tesla in the world. I'm not 100% on that. And they had the amazing... Pablo Escalade, which is my brother Kool-Aid's amazing Escalade, Suburban. Of course, Oliver makes a cameo in that one. Uh, total domination. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Hammered, that's H-A-M-M-E-R-D. Weekendwear.com. Look up the homie. Order some merch. Let them know. OLP sent you. So, Mike, just in closing, uh, what's trending in social media I definitely want to thank All Time Low Magazine. I've seen some great posts uh, from them. I know Damian Davis helps a lot. Devil Boy uh, Photography. I've seen some cool posts from him. We haven't really given him a shout-out. Uh, definitely would, would support, uh, suggest that you go out there and follow his page. But All Time Low Magazine, they're, they're churning away at the new issue. I had talked, as I mentioned recently, to Rich at Mini Nats. And, of course, there's a lot of hours going into this one. We've got the cool set-down guest with a female that I don't think we've announced, but we'll do that soon that we'll have in that issue. So it's pretty cool. And, uh, Mike, really what's trending in social media, I've seen a lot of cool posts from AccuAir. 
and I think it's pretty cool. They're you know ramping back up. Uh, Mike, one important thing is they never shy away from even the tough questions, and that's not easy to do, especially in the situation that that business had gotten to with it shuttering the doors. But if you follow AccuAir or AccuAir Ryan, you'll see that again they never shy away from the test the tough questions. Someone had mentioned um, on their latest Instagram post, still making people pay 100% up front. Of course, Ryan went in there and said, nope. So uh, he's real uh, to the point. That's Ryan Rutledge. It's AccuAir underscore Ryan. There's, of course, also the Facebook group of AccuAir owners. There's a lot of good information shared, a lot of tech. Ryan will often pop in there as well. We'll need Mike to help people out. Oh, absolutely! Because uh, we had an issue, and he was uh, quick to uh, quick to help uh, help me out. And um, like you said, definitely did not hesitate. Um, answered the questions, and uh, and was was there every time that I texted him, uh, trying to help us and, and get through the issue, and and help me get the parts that I needed, and told me exactly who to call, where to call, and uh, and we got them. So now, um, just uh, just waiting on. Um, Ryan from Profab to uh, to get it all fixed and uh, hopefully it'll be done so we can ride out to uh, Made of Steel this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So again, atlmagazine.com. You can order individual subscriptions or individual issues or a subscription. You can also do address changes there. So if you're moving around, you can go out there on the website. If you select the subscription, you can also select the down arrow on the site to select what issue you want to start with. So if you're at a show, you pick up an issue, maybe you want to start with the next one, you can select that on the website. Mike, we've uh, we've got a little bit of audio again. Hopefully that will uh, run here from Jack. So big ups to him. And then, of course, we're rolling to Chuck Healy's audio. Uh, thanks to Custom Car Show Productions. We couldn't do what we do without them. There's a lot of other cool players out there like DJ Mays, who's a great guy. We would ask that you follow him on Twitch. If you love old school music and you want a little bit of free entertainment, hour or two times three times a week, so you know three to six hours a week for free, go out, download Twitch, search DJ Mays Radio. Really the DJ to the scene, Mike. You've got him locked in for Eastbound. Am I saying this right? Eastbound get down in January of January of 2022, dog. Yes, sir. And uh, DJ, get uh, DJ. Hey, DJ, DJ Maze. Maze will be on the main stage. And uh, yes, I definitely look forward to it, bro. Well, good stuff, Mike. Well, listen, uh, we will do this again next week. God willing, stay safe out there, everyone. Keep the pedal stopped. Keep it tuned to OLP, our lifestyle podcast.com. Order some merch, show us some love, put some funny comments in there. We love seeing them. Biggity Mike, on behalf of you and Shannon, thanks for all that you guys do and stay on the rise, my friend. Absolutely. And a ODB, with that being said, Airhead Nation. We at you. Enjoy. Peace. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we're going to do this mini trucking uh, spotlight on our homie Jack. Uh, he's a, a, a avid listener, but we also met him face to face at Orange Beach Invasion. This past March, Jack, how are you? I'm fine. How about you, dude? Dude, everything's good. Now, how? What's the proper pronunciation of your name? Your full name? Rock, Rock, Jack Thomas Rochford. Jeff, or, or Jack, or you go by Jack Thomas Rochford. Now, 
on social media. I go by my, I add my middle name into the social media as well. Okay, perfect. Now, one thing that a lot of people know you as is like, you kind of are like almost like an encyclopedia of mini trucks, right? You, you know a lot about them. Now, now here's what I want everyone to know. Like, how did you, what drew you in the trucks? Did you like see a magazine or how did it happen? My grandpa, my grandfather would bring home truck and magazine every, like every month from the newsstand, and like I got, I fell in love with like a lot of trucks. This was when I was in grade school. Like the, there was some lowrider trucks. There was a specific one of this extremely low green and silver um, NNBS Silverado built by chassis by Aaron. That was at SEMA in 2007 and 2008. That was on the cover of Trucking. Yep. That was like the lowest truck I've ever seen on the cover of Trucking. The other truck that was just as low as that one I can remember is the uh, Tundra that Infamous built that my boy Jeremy has now. That's white now. Yes. Yep. Yeah, very cool now. That one was on the cover of Sport Truck. That Tundra was on the cover of Sport Truck like before it died down. Yep, yep. Now, so from trucking, did you start reading mini trucking? Eventually, like like half a year later. Cool. Now, talk to us a little bit about yourself, though, right? Because, like I said, I wanted people to know we're talking to Jack, and Jack is kind of like the encyclopedia. A lot of people know you through social media, right? But talk to us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up. I'm originally from Los Angeles, but, like, I'm going to be moving in with a friend of mine that that, um, lives around here when I graduate until he gets married, and I'm going to go wherever I find a job in the railroad industry. Cool, cool. Now, you you do like to go to car shows. How like do you try to go to so many per year? Mostly in my area, I try to hit up all the shows in the West. That's like the easiest ones I can do. And I've met tons of people over the years, not just on the West Coast, but all over the country, all over the world. As a matter of fact, very cool. And who's someone that you maybe met that you you always wanted to, and you got a chance to have a good conversation with them. Oh, I've talked to many people in the scene that are that I, that are really that are really well known in the scene that I'm really good friends with, like my boy Ernie Macias, Jake McKitty, uh, Matt Holden, uh, Brett Oaks, um, Freakmaster Shannon. Um, who else? Um, Bob Hayes. Um, a lot of the OGs in the scene: Brian Good, Frank Newton of Custom Life. Um, who else? Man. I've met so many people at these shows. Um, it's unreal. Uh, like there is one mini trucker. Right? There are a bunch of mini truckers that died before I got to meet them. Mostly in negative chamber. You got like Vaughn. You got like Tito. Um, uh, Twin. I have yet to meet Mike Hyde as well. Hopefully, I get to meet him eventually. Hopefully, that'll happen soon. Yeah, definitely. And you know, one thing that was awesome is when we got a chance to meet, as I mentioned, at Orange Beach Invasion, which is every March in Orange Beach, Alabama. What was awesome is when people would come up, you knew so many people. And do you find that you know them through social media? Uh, Yes, of course. Yeah, very cool. Now, I, uh, before before social media, I knew them their name by like reading their reading about their truck and like mini truck and or truck and sport trucks, street trucks, any kind of custom truck or car magazine, but you, that comes to mind. Now, I have a tough question for you. What is if if you had to pick one, maybe two of your favorite custom vehicles ever built? Do any come to mind? 
Well, there's a ton. Like my favorite, I know I, and currently in the scene, probably um probably um big sis, little sis, and team billet. Those two 2019 single cab um, GM full size trucks built by Fat Fabs. Those things are just awesome. But like that's just like uh, currently current show vehicles, current vehicles in the scene. But if you're talking about all time, damn, that's hard. There's so many that. I can think of probably like, I'd probably have to say like green inspiration or straight out of hell, or maybe even Gunner Bailey's Tacoma that, um, that I, um, I actually happen to know the owner of via social media as of today, Tim sides owns the truck now. Very cool. Now, what vehicle do you want to own next or maybe some things you want to do to it? Oh, I'm getting, I'm planning to get this new body style 2024 Ranger at the at a local Mitsubishi dealership that's a used truck and take off the leveling kit and offer wheels and tires and just body drop it. Uh, don't know what shop. I'm debating whether I do it locally at um, Fiction Fabrication or go all out and have Fat Fabs do a world's first body drop 2019-2024 Ranger. Awesome, awesome. Now maybe even maybe even go maybe even go further than. Fat fast have Jimmy's rods and customs body drop the Ranger like their body drop my boy Carl's um OBS Ram dually. Very cool. Now, if you're like me, you you watch YouTube and you do different things. Do you like other genres of cars? Like I love low riders. I love Lincolns. Is there, are there other stuff that's interesting to you? Listed trucks. I've, I've met a bunch of listed truck enthusiasts at SEMA, and they're really nice people. Very cool. Yeah, you know, that's something that I've always tried to preach, Jack, that just because maybe you don't, like, let's say someone doesn't like lifted vehicles or they don't like low riders or whatever, you know, there's still a passion in it. And right now, you know, there's that, that fine line where the young, young generation, you know, they're doing the squatted trucks and things that some of us, you know, we don't, we're like, eh, that's not our thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all truck people, right? And if people have a passion, I always think like, you know, let them do it as long as they're not, you know, destroying property or hurting other people. Yeah, that, the problem I have, with, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying about Silver Madness and Bakersfield. You got like these, um, these like performance truck guys that do burnouts, which is against the rules, and yet they get away with it. So us mini truckers just don't do that show anymore. Screw that. Yeah, definitely. So, like, have you always grown up in the same area out there? Yeah, but I'm planning to venture out into new areas when I uh, move out of my friend's house in five years. Okay, gotcha. Now, when when you when you go to local car shows like Cars and Coffee or something that's a smaller show, do you have just as good of a time? I mean, like there used to be a local show out here, and now they brought one back. They have Relax in SoCal near where I live, and now Mini Truck Revival has Dockweiler and me. Um, every first Sunday of October, which I went to back in October of 2020, and was awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I wanted to ask you um, something outside of trucks. Like, I'm a big movie fan, right? Uh, what, what's one of your yeah. favorite movies? Do you like 80s movies, oh, or what's one of your favorites? Without a doubt, without a doubt, it's a very underrated movie. And most of you would not even have ever heard of. Alpha and Omega, it's an animated movie from 2010, eventually became a franchise about two, uh, the first film, there's two wolves, a male gray wolf named Humphrey and a light brown female wolf named Kate. They were not meant to fall in love, but they do. And um, at the end, like the two packs decide maybe we should give it a chance because 
Um, Kate's sister, Lily, had a crush on Garth, who Kate was supposed <laughs> to marry. Yeah, and it has a very underrated cast, too, that most people would not have ever heard of. Yeah, I remember that. It came out about um, a little over 10 years 2010. ago. Yeah, my, my son yeah, liked I, that movie. I, I, just, I just watched it with my mom. It was fucking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I get shit on. Yeah, I get shit on by the school bully when I was a senior in high school for liking that movie. Dude, that bully was just a jock who stole my girlfriend. But at this point, that girl is useless as I think about it. <laughs> yeah, you you got the right mindset. Now, speaking of your parents, they came out to Orange Beach Invasion. There's some awesome people, man. Why don't you give that them a shout my out? Mom. My oh, dad your mom. didn't come. My stepdad did. Okay, so so why don't you give your mom a shout out, man? She came out. She was very cool. Shout out, shout out to my mom. She also decided to buy the, um, all eight Alpha and Omega movies so we could rewatch them recently. Since it's been some time since I've watched them, that's another thing I wanted to shout out to them over in Orange Beach Invasion. Yeah, very cool. Now, dude, um, what's maybe something you want to share with people that they may not know about you, man? Well, I'm the type of girl. I'm the type of guy who likes to hit on girls in school <laughs> uh, because, like, um, I like. I know there's this one girl I'm dating, but the future of me dating her is uncertain since I can't. I don't plan to visit the school. She's only a freshman. I'm a senior because I got bullied a lot. Plus, like, so yeah, I'm gonna have to leave her on my own terms, and I'm ask out one of my friends, one of, some girl that one of my that I know through one of my a few of my friends that go to college at the University of Arizona. Where I really wanted to go, but I got rejected because of my disability. Damn. Well, you know what? I would take this time to say, hey, bullying is not cool. And you know, Jack, when oh, I got no, a ch- I was understanding about it because I thought it was. They thought it was. It would be too difficult for me. Yep. And you know, when Jack, when I met you at Orange Beach Invasion, I, I, you know, immediately was like, yo, this is my homie. And you know, I would just tell people, you know, don't let your kids bully other kids. Don't bully other people. It's not a good thing. Yeah, I got bullied throughout, dating back to senior year of high school by the by um, a freshman football player slash wrestler who um, got everyone of his, every one of his teammates to gang up on me and beat me up at lunch. And like and like like my parent and like I actually got my revenge on that kid by beat by knocking him out after he started talking shit about me behind my back i knocked him out at lunch and i got suspended didn't care about me getting suspended so at the end of the day i was standing up for myself against the most ruthless kid on a school campus i don't even know how he got expelled i don't even know how he has how most of the kids at the school call him his friend call him their friend he's a total asshole yeah no i understand i I would expose his name on here but I'm not. I, I, I'm the type of person who doesn't like putting people's names on blast, especially my ex-girlfriend. All my ex-girlfriend's names. <laughs> no, I understand. So look, it's it's been really cool meeting you, right? And it's been awesome getting a chance yeah. to know um, you a little bit more for this mini truck and spotlight. Is there anything else you yeah. want to share with all the listeners, man? Um, let's see. Yeah, like um, I actually live with a friend. Like, well, I don't live with him yet, but I'm going to eventually. He's like one of the very few people in town that are cool to me because like, you know, he's like, he, he doesn't have many friends either. Even when he was in high school, it was like that. I'm kind of surprised like the group of friends, my circle of friends, it's like people I didn't really have many friends growing up. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, listen, yeah, tell I, me about it. I love that you love mini trucks as much as you do and you know as much about the trucks as you do. And uh, I hope to get a chance to hang out with you again on another show, man. 
I'll see you at probably Orange Beach Invasion 2022. My man. Yeah, tell your mom we said hello. She's a great she's a great lady, and uh, we appreciate you always listening to our lifestyle podcast. Yeah, I'll see you on the flip side. All right, Jack. We'll see you, man. We're on to the next one. Hey, hey, so as I mentioned with Mike earlier, super excited to talk to Chuck Healy, right? I'm saying that right, Chuck? Yes, sir. Man, how you been, brother? Good, man. Good. You know, living the dream, just trying to get life settled again from moving back from Japan. Yeah, I want to talk about that. It was it was crazy that you were over there, and then um, I was hoping to meet up with you, I think, last April, because you were, you were going to be at Mini Nats, but then, of course, with the pandemic and all that stuff, but we got a chance to meet this Mini Nats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, it was good to meet you. It's good stuff. Now, the, many of the listeners are probably going to know your name. Um, why don't you talk about uh, maybe where you grew up, a little bit about your background, and then like your nickname with your whole brand that you got? So, I mean, I grew up for the most part in Maryland. Got into my first car was like a, a Datsun B210. And I kind of grew from that, had a 200SX. And then I finally got a 92 Mazda B2600i. Wow. A couple okay. days after having it. I already had it lowered, had the windows tinted, and like a month later, I had some reverse hammers on it because that was the thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. I had the wheels sticking out. So, and then kind of grew from that, just going to local shows here on the East Coast, you know, slam and jamming, um, slam, uh, slamboree. There was a couple other ones there, like in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, just decided that, you know, I want to go a little different route with this. So, put some 15 inch billets on it because at the time 15s were the biggest thing you could do it was cool (laughs) so and then when i'm doing the air shocks on it got air shocks uh and then went to bags eventually and then just i I hit every show i could on east coast back in the late 90s early 90s from like 95 to say 99 i was every summer i was somewhere up and down the east coast now, were you, just, in those days, were you running into like the Phil Fowlers and some of those guys? I mean, probably people that you still know today, maybe some? Yeah, yeah. Me and a lot of the guys, I mean, especially Phil, man. We, back in the day, when we, before he started his show, we were running into each other's shows. And then he started his show, and I go to his show all the time. And I see him all over the states now when we go to shows. We were always, hey, man, what's going on? So it's always good to get to a show because you see people that you haven't seen for a long time. Like, you see them all summer and then during the winter and the spring, you don't see anybody. And then you get back to the show season in the summertime and you get to catch up with everybody. And it's good. It's great to see everybody that you, you might chit chat with them every now and then on the phone or Facebook or something, but it's good to get out there and see everybody at the shows and then enjoy them and support everybody that you can at the shows. Yeah. Well, like when I went to mini Nats this year and it's like, I see Phil Fowler and I was like, I saw him six months before and he's like, man, he goes, this is my show. I come here every year and just a good dude. And, when you know, like yeah. earlier th- when I was recording with Mike, we talked a little bit about uh, the name. You probably know Chris Schmidt. When back oh yeah, the, that's my boy. Yeah, like back in the nineties, I had connected with him through like email, and we were yeah. shooting emails back and forth. And he was kind of doing the freelance stuff, and it probably was his Sonoma that we had connected over, and how we got you know exchanged emails back then. I don't remember, but what was always awesome is you know he always kind of had one foot in the scene, and then now you know you probably had heard that he picked up Tuck Lugs. So, I mean, how cool was that, you know? Yeah, and what's cooler is I actually delivered it to him, so. Oh, really? So, you were involved, so Randy got you roped in. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny, because we had, we were talking, because I tried to get him to come to Mini Nats with me, 
and he just couldn't get his work schedule straightened out. So he started talking about he was going to buy a truck. I'm like, oh yeah, what you buying? He's like, well, I'm not sure yet. Him and Han. And then finally he was like, yeah, I'm I'm buying this truck, and Randy's going to bring it to Minimats, and I just got to figure out how to get there. I said, well, you know, I've got an empty spot on the trailer. I can bring it back. <laughs> and he's man. like, man, that just made it too easy. I'm like, dude, it's not a big deal. We'll strap it on, bring it home. Yeah, I saw so that, he, he that, was excited. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm excited to link up with him because I did talk to him a little bit on the phone, and I mean, we immediately connected. It was like it was like 20 years ago. We were just like talking about different stuff, and it, you know, it 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 was cool because before social media, a lot of us connected. Like I told Phil this story, and he always smiles. Is you know, we I saw Phil all the time in the magazines. I was like, oh, that's Phil Fowler, right? And you know, yeah. I'd always see the bowling tournament and and you know that whole thing little rollers, East Coast minis and all that stuff. And it, it felt like once I met him, I was like, yo, man, what's up? And it's it's crazy that now some of us have had our foot in the scene like 20, you know, give or take about 25 years, some more. And, oh, you know, yeah. it's like a big family. Yeah, it definitely is. It's because you, you don't talk to them and then you bump into them and it's like you just, you just saw them yesterday. But it's been like six, nine months the last time you saw them. But, I mean, you just reconnect like that with a lot of those guys now. Yes, and to me, what was important is, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, like in the early days when my truck was being built or it was down, you know, some people were like, well, man, you're going to shows, you could be at home working on your stuff, but for me, it was important to go to like Indie Truck Bash and Show Fest and the one year, 20 years ago, I went to Texas Heat Wave because a lot of the people that I met at those shows or club mates, you know, 20 years goes past, we're still friends, and what was cool is that Mini Nats, Randy had... um he had uh, me over on Friday night. Craig Braid went with me, and you know he had a lot of the NC guys. He had um, uh, some of the. I'm trying to remember. There were a couple other clubs that were there. I may have had yeah, a little, little rollers too, was there probably. Yeah, little rollers and had, maybe had a little too much to drink. But what was cool is like <laughs> I met some of the NC guys. Like I think Eric is how you say his name. Eric Fuller. Eric. Okay. Yep. Eric. Yep. And you know meeting those guys. Now I had met him last year in October, but like you know we continued the conversation about certain things. I mean, I always remember the green ombre that was up from Maryland and they're like, Oh yeah. yeah. And then we're talking about, Oh, all of us came from the one shop and this and that. And dude, I mean, we, we talked for like an hour and we could have just talked for 10 hours. Cause it was just, you know, either people that we knew or memories that we had or how we got involved in the scene, man. I just love this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You had some kind of common interest in, and it like it sparked from there because you knew something about it and they knew more yes. about it and everybody wants to learn. So yeah, it's, it's definitely exciting. Yeah, and talking about like Steven, dude, the green NC green card on Instagram, dude. That like yep. that seeing a, a crew cab Nissan hard body, dude. Like, I mean, a truck that really you know wasn't available here. Like, I see that yep. and the interior and how clean that truck is, man. I'm just like, oh, yeah. dude. I mean, how? I mean, there are a lot of epic trucks up that way too. Yeah, there's a handful of good looking trucks up here. Um, it, it's kind of died down some, but I, I'm hoping they. I mean that people start getting back into it and get out there because in the late nineties, man, it was booming up here. I mean, Phil Fowler's show was packed. And then you got to the early part of the two thousands, 2004, 2005. And, and right about there, it kind of slowed down started tapering off. And now it's just kind of leveled out. But we just, the biggest problem is, is we don't have a whole lot of shows up here. And I mean, we got a handful of shows now, uh, Joey's got his uh, attitude check. Yes. Uh, BJ does rebellion. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got Carlisle, but Carlisle all truck nationals. A lot of the truck guys have steered away from it. Um, ever since like the camping stopped after the camping. And then it kind of started 
slowly going downhill. Not a lot of truck guys went to it anymore. And then it became the big diesel guys and the big lifted four by four guys. This year, they're trying to drum it up and get more mini trucks back to the show. They have their own little section of the show they're going to do. I think it's called the low show. So it's actually a section at the show where they're going to just try and have all mini trucks. And I think they've got like 100 already pre-registered for it. So it's something, if they can get enough people back into it, I think it'll help grow the area again. Yeah, it's gained some steam. Well, speaking of that, like you got Cliff with the East Coast Minis, right? I know they were doing the Shoreline show. And yeah, uh, yeah. I know they put it, but you know, I, you know, the area, it is a big area up there. Now we recently had Jeff Gaudet on, which he's now down the earth East coast. I mean, it's such a good dude. I'm glad I met him and he's going to be reviving that old down the earth truck, which is now of course his. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was going to try to link. I talked to Phil Fowler at mini NASA. I said, yo, I want to link you up with Jeff because Jeff wants to even eventually try to like throw a show. Now, you know, obviously easier said than done, but you know, if Jeff's committed, like I think he is and, you know, get, you know, yeah. I talked to Phil and Phil's like, Oh, I'll give him some tips and that type of thing. But, um, you know, that's, that's what it takes. And maybe we'll get some new blood, you know, thriving up there. Yeah. It'd be nice to get a show a more like localized in like the Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, mm-hmm. because back in the day, there used to be a lot of trucker, a lot of mini truckers like North on New York and PA and Connecticut. Cause there was a, I'm going to forget the name of the show, but it was up. I think it was up in Connecticut or Massachusetts, a mini truck show up there. And I cannot remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. To save my life. I remember seeing the show, the show coverage. The one that always comes to mind was of course, you know, the roller show, but I always remember seeing like when Carlisle was big, like in the yeah. late nineties and early two thousands. And there was an Amigo up that way. And I always remember the license plate was called big Nick's on it. The guy's name must've been Nick's or something, but I always remember seeing the cool stuff. And then there was a guy that was floating around, Maybe like Maryland, Virginia area. Now I never saw them. Some of the guys that that helped me early in the scene, and you know, got to give a lot of credit to Chris and Russ. You know, these guys that were two of my mm-hmm. my really good friends, and they, you know, they kind of brought me along and, and taught me a lot of stuff, and and you know, showed me their old show photos. But there was a guy named Ryan Cochran, I think, and he had that Mazda Extra Cab, and it was like a purple. It might have been the Chameleon paint. Remember when that was big? Uh, there's a yeah. throwback term, and. He, um, Chris used to say it was the first truck that he saw that had quote fast bags. And he was like, Oh, it was so fast. And he was the one that when the topper, when he took the top, well, I think he had a topper that he would take off and it had a walkthrough. So he had the back seat, but like with, but it was without the topper. So it was something that wasn't topless, but I think it was kind of cut out. I can't <laughs> remember. It was something like that. But it was cool when I was seeing it in show coverage because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we saw him at a show, whatever. But that was back when, like, fast bags was, like, the term because everybody was getting rid of the yeah. manual val- valve. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. But a lot of good memories. Now, what's funny is I, I this came to mind when you were talking earlier. When I first got in the scene, before I had started doing business with Steve Nielsen over at Alter Images, I okay. I was doing – I remember seeing an ad, and it was a shop in Virginia – and I think when I first bought my bags and my quarter inch line and my you know my dual needle gauge and then my manual mm. uh, valves, I had bought it from a shop in Virginia, and uh, I don't know why I always remember that or remember that now, but yeah, there's just a lot of good people up there. I never made it to Booger Bash. I know that was a show that a lot of people liked. You know, I think that was in the, what the Carolinas. Yeah, it was North Carolina. It was at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and that was that was a show, man. It was it was like the show that ended the show season for the year. It was. Uh-huh. It was awesome, man. It was Chuck always put on a good show. Yeah, before the quote winner and stuff like that. So yeah, so that that's pretty yeah. cool. Now, yep. when you know, go, kind of going back to kind of where you grew up. So 
did you move around a lot or did you kind of just grow up in that one area? Uh, so at the age when I started driving, I pretty much grew up in this area. Okay. So, yep. I mean, once I started driving, this was the area that I lived in. Um, then I did move to Georgia. And then while I was in Georgia, I wound up bagging the Mazda and then going to a shows down there. And we actually, we loaded up and went to a, in 96, we drove out to Arizona Springs Splash. No way. River. Really? Dude, that was the best road trip. Oh yeah. Me Dude, and that time it was my girlfriend. Ago. Yeah. And yeah. At the time it was my girlfriend and now she's my wife. We packed up and we drove, she drove down from Maryland to Georgia. Then we drove out to Texas and met up with uh, radar and lurch. No way. And then way. we drove across Texas, across New Mexico, out to Arizona. Dude, it was, it was like the, it was an epic road trip, man. I'd love to do that again. Just hop in a mini truck and go across country with a couple of the guys. So, I mean, the show was awesome. You, we camped on the, basically at this, uh, Laza park, or I can't remember the name of it. We, we camped inside the park right on the river. And everybody's joke was, you know, the alarm clocks are going to go off in the morning. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's the speedboats shooting up and down the river at like six, seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, that was your alarm clock. Like, whoa, they're getting it down the river. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. That is awesome. I did not know this. Yeah, and I think what a lot of the shows back then were uh, like at La Paz Park in Parker, yeah, Arizona. Yep. That's probably where it was at. Exactly where it was. Yeah, man. That was That was like – that was i still have my uh, trophy for longest distance and it's just it was awesome yeah i'll have the to show go was just yeah. you see all this stuff you're like man i saw that in a magazine i saw that in a magazine just walk around just like in awe when I, I see all this stuff in a magazine now i get to see it firsthand and it was just and it was really one of the first shows that i've been to that had cruising yeah so they just cruised around the park like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. They just started cruising around the park and they'd cruise around to like nine, 10 o'clock at night and later than that sometimes. But it was just, it was really an experience that, that a lot of the guys, a lot of the younger people that get into it really should experience something like that. Cause it's just, it, it just shows you the true meaning of mini trucking and hanging out and having fun. It's not about the trophies or the awards. It's about getting out there and hanging out with people that are have the same interest as you and just, BSing about everything. Just this is what I did. This is what I want to do. And yeah, you want to help me? Yeah, I'll help you. So that's yeah. what it's all about. It was like Burning Man before Burning Man. I don't know much about it, but I know it's like that big crazy festival and everyone's helping each other out. But it um what what's uh, ironic is I remember growing up reading uh, the magazine, of course, Mini Truck, and and in July '96 um, issue was when they had the Spring Splash '96 coverage, which I think was like Marchish. And mm -hmm. um, that had the famous Reds Mazda on the cover that was bouncing. But when you look at the West Coast show scene and, and, and you think about some of those epic runs, I mean, there's no doubt, you know, 95, 96, 97. You, you, I mean, you go on Sport Truck and you look at the coverage. Now, granted, you know, Sport Truck didn't start doing the coverage till 97. And mm -hmm. not every show's on there, but like even like Spring California Truck Jam and, and you know, there's, there was Jet Jam a few years and some of those, man. I mean, you just got to go, dude, those guys out there were really living it up, but we could live vicariously through them, through the magazine. But of course, I mean, dude, you at an early age were freaking out there. That's freaking sick. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I hit a lot of the Texas heat waves back in the day. Dang, really? So yeah, I know yeah. David's doing that one this year again. I think he's still at the helm. Yeah. So now so. did you take, um, 
did you take a lot of photos back then? Because like, I know you're a photo guy now. I used to take a lot of photos at shows, but do you have photos from that era or was it you were just living in the moment? I, I did. So the problem is, is it was that, that camera and you'd have to go get the film developed yes. and all that stuff. And just through the years of moving and different things, yep. I've, I've found some, I've lost some. So, I mean, I'd love to try and dig around and find them and it would bring back some really good memories. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, I mean, I look at some of those years and that's why like every April I try to always post about Spring Splash 94 because, you know, reading the magazines and it kind of, you know, lining everything up and you go, well, man, you know, twenty the 25th anniversary of that famous cover that Courtney shot was like in 2019 yeah. and you just look at it and, you know, I got a chance to meet Chris Kudo when he came out from down the earth to mini Nats and, you know, he, you know, he, we had talked a lot on, on social media and stuff and for him to go, yo, I was in that photo too. And, you know, you had uh Lomigo was out there and just a lot of guys, but dude, that's cool from an early perspective that, I mean, you were, you went to a West coast show in 96. I mean, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good times. And when the funny thing about it, we got done with the show and I was like, let's go to California. <laughs> so we drove up and we drove over the bridge into California and turned around and came back. Ah, dude, just, to <laughs> we're do just it. like, yeah, yeah. Just, I've been to California. You know, it's just one of those things yep. when you're younger. Yeah, Hell, man. When I was, when I went to uh relax it in the Northwest, the awakening, which I'm hoping to go again this year, I went in 2019. And one of the other draws was, I was like, dude, I'm going by myself. I'm landing, I'm driving to Astoria, I'm going to the Goonies stuff, right? I want to go do it. And when <laughs> I was driving there, I went across the bridge, and it was like for like five minutes I was in Washington. So I did the same thing. I was like, yo, I went to Washington. That's another state <laughs> down. But uh, and then yeah. I was like back in Oregon. I was like, all right, I'm cool. But, um, it, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Now, what – you know, we talked a little bit about where, where, you know, you grew up East Coast, obviously, but – like, what do you think Chuck was really the spark that got you ignited in the trucks? Like, was it an older brother? Was it a neighbor? It was my dad. He really? was he was in the trucks. Yeah, he had a fifty oh man. I want to say a fifty two Chevy that he worked on. Uh -huh. He never really got to finish it, but he, he had been working on it, working on it, and I'd go out there and tinker with him, and it just that got my. And then he had trucking magazines laying around, and I just got to flipping through them, and I'm like, man, this is just this is a, this is cool. This is just this is something that I want to do. I want to build a truck. I want something that looks cool as this stuff here. Yep. So it was just a spark from my dad, and it was just something that he he always did. He was into when he was younger. He was in the drag racing. So, and it's just, he got into trucks and other things. And I was just like, man, I want to, I want to get into trucks. So yeah, the rest that was is my, history. Now you had, so yeah. you had a good relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he passed away probably 10 years ago, but so Sorry, we had him man. cremated. Well, life, life happens and mm -hmm. you get old and that happens. So I actually took some of his ashes and on my orange truck, I mixed some of the ashes in with the primer paint that that I put on there no before I put the seal on it so he can always take a cruise with me. So that's wow. just, to me, that's just the coolest thing, man. Dude, thanks for sharing that, bro. That's like, yeah, that's, he that's heavy, man. Like Doc Brown would say, that's heavy, man. Yeah. So every time we go, every time I'm taking it somewhere, like at Mini Nats, this past uh, Mini Nats, I cruised the truck so much on Friday, Saturday night, man. I was loving it. I'm just like, I'm just grinning ear to ear because I haven't drove it in like three years because I've been overseas. So to get to cruise it that much was just awesome. And then just thinking that, hey, my dad's cruising with me, it was just like, it was just the greatest thing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't I don't think your truck gets enough love, man. I mean, it's it's a cool truck. Why don't you talk a little bit about it? 
Well, so it always, uh, always wanted something different because I'm not like, I don't like the cookie cutter stuff. I want something that's odd. And, and Mazdas were kind of odd, but I'm like, I want something more odd. So I started looking online and I, I found that they make these four door Mazdas in, in Australia. And luckily enough, I got in touch with this uh, guy, Tyson. He goes by Helmet on um, Facebook. A helmet's good or bottom or something. I can't remember exactly how it goes. And we got to talking and he's like, yeah, man, if you, if you find one, buy one, I'll help you ship it over. So I'm like, dude, I, we're done. This is going to happen. <laughs> right. So I'm on eBay, Australia, looking and looking and I find one for like, I think five or 600 bucks. I'm like, I'm buying this. Wow. So bought it, had it shipped to his house. He tore it down and then put the cab, made a wooden box for the cab. And I was like, let's put some more stuff in there. So I got the different hood and grill and other oddball pieces that are only available over there shipped it over. And then it got here and it was just, I was just like, I had this awesome four door cab that like nobody has. Yeah. So wound up taking the extra cab frame that I had that I was working on and I, I sectioned it and lengthened it and made that fit. And then my car, I want something different. So I'm gonna put a long bed on there. So I found me a long bed and put that on and just, it's just been a snowball effect and I, I wound up changing the motor out. I had the stock motor in there and then I put a five cylinder turbo diesel out of Mercedes in that for a little bit. And then I just like, yeah, this is not really what I want. And then I wound up putting a, a four, three out of an S 10 in it right now. So it can actually kind of get out of its own way. Nice so. dude. So what tra- trans are you running? It's got the uh, stock four L 60, I believe it is. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So then the, it was like a perfect match. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it needs a lot more work. I just, I, I like driving it too much. Yeah. That's my biggest problem. People are like, oh, when are you going to finish it? I'm like, I don't know, man. I like driving it. Yeah. I like to be able to get it and start it and go and just, I want to drive it. And every time I get the itch, just, I will jump in it and go for a spin. Yeah. You don't have like, to worry <laughs> about chips and all that. I know people are like, when are you going to paint your link? And I was like, I yeah. don't know if I'm going to, I kind of like it oxidized and just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I don't even know if I'm – I mean, once I start building my other truck and I get that one built, I may pull the orange one off the road and build a new frame and just kind of go out with it and do some more stuff to it. But it's just – the ability to get in and drive it is just too fun. And, to, and then just to skate it down the road wherever I'm going, it's just – and the looks you get with people are like, you're on the wrong side of – on the wrong side. What's going on here? Right, because you know, yeah, it is right hand drive. Right hand yep. drive. Yeah, that was kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, and what's unique about it too? Obviously, you said you had some other stuff, but the grill on it looks awesome because it's just not. I mean, even me, I'm not a quote Mazda guy, but I love yeah. Mazdas. I mean, they're, they're arguably one of the you know the most featured trucks ever in mini trucking. And mm-hmm. you look at the look of it with the crew cab, the long bed, and the front nose. I mean, it's like, dude, I don't know that I would change it. You know. Yeah, yeah, because I, I contemplate and sticking with like a traditional monster front end, but I'm like, eh, you know, uh, I'm going all out. I might as well just change the front too. So it's actually a Ford Courier front end from Australia. So it's the hood and the grill, the bumper and the radiator are all from a Ford Courier. But the fenders are the same thing on the Mosses and the Couriers over there. That's super sick, dude. It really is, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's really a one of a kind, and we'll share some photos to go along with uh, you know this episode. But you could follow Chuck Healy H E A L Y on Facebook. Uh, you know, we'll talk about more outlets as well. But now, 
um, the truck, like, so, like, do you, you kind of mentioned, you alluded that you might have something else in the works. Are, are, is that something you're tinkering with? And do you do like a lot of your own stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, I pretty much do everything myself. Uh, I mean, it's so if I had the money to buy parts, I'd probably buy parts, but I usually like to build all my own stuff just because nice. I know what it is. I built my control arms for different things. And people are like, man, why don't you just buy? I'm like, I don't want to spend $1,500. Yeah. I, I can, I can make them myself. So, yep. Yep. and it gives me a little more pride. You know, I, I made that right there. Exactly. Yeah. My buddy Paul is really good with anything that he's ever gotten into. He's, he's learned to weld a little bit and him and his dad built his engine for his 72 dart. And, and he just, um, you know, loves doing stuff, house stuff. He does it all. And and I'm a guy that's like, ah, I can't do all that. Right. And, and maybe it's in my mind, but I appreciate someone like you. That's like, Hey, I'm going to go out this weekend. I'm going to build some control arms or I'm going to do this. or I'm going to you know throw together a frame, man. I mean, to me, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I love tinkering with, with stuff, man. It's, it's just, it's in my blood. My dad always did it. So it's something I always do. Now, talking about the other ride, now, I was looking at some of your photos on Facebook. Are you, so our friend Big John, as you know, in Florida, he's got the yep. cool Mazda, right? Are You're the guy that has the other one, or, did, or is that one in the past? No, that, that's that's the one I've got now. That's my <laughs> awesome. daily driver currently. Now, how do you pronounce it specifically for, for all the listeners? It's uh, Mazda Proceed Marvy. Marvy. Okay, got yep. it. So those yep. things are ultra rare now. What was awesome is Big John Turner threw me for a loop whenever he posted that. I was like, what the heck? And I had seen yeah. some photos, but I guess I never clicked that you you were the guy that had the other one. How cool is it driving something like that so unique every day? It, it, it's cool. I mean, you get looks everywhere. And I've had people go, uh, it was funny, we, me and my daughter in a store the other day, and the guy walks up and goes, is that green truck yours? I said, yeah, he's I want to buy it. I'm like, it's not for sale. He's like, man, I'll buy it. I'm like, dude, it's not for sale. It's just not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, to me, it's awesome that if you look at some of the vehicles in that era, and especially even like uh, growing up, my friend Nathan, his parents had like Accords from like the 80s and stuff. And dude, those mm-hmm. cars just chugged along. The interiors never degraded. Whatever they were sticking in those, the plastics and stuff was nothing we were using in America because it was like the no. stuff just never faded. But when you look at something like what you got, it's, it's so unique and it probably knock on wood runs really well, man. It does. I mean, I, I got it used at an auction in Japan and it had like 60,000 miles on it. And it was in 1993. Wow, dude. That yeah, is they, awesome. Something like that. They, the, the Japanese family would very rarely drive it unless they were going on vacation or they were going to go camping. Other than that, it would sit just because that's, that's a big vehicle for over there. There's not a lot of room. Amazing, dude. That that's cool. Now, do you, if you're driving that every day, do you like, you know, kind of, you wake up on the weekends and you tinker a little bit with, um, with, with the crew cab? Like, how does that work as far as splitting your time? Um, right now, it's just really, I drive that, and then on the weekends, I'll drive the orange truck. I don't really get to tinker with them right now. Yep. It's just I'm, I'm kind of excited to be back and and, and driving them and enjoying them, and I currently don't have my garage anymore because it's full of all our stuff that we brought back with us from Japan. So I yep. don't have room for it. So once we get all that stuff straightened out, I'll have my garage again and then I can pull one in and start messing with it and enjoy one while the other one's down. So, well, yeah, you need, you've got a plan and, and I think, um, you know, to me that's important, but, it, but it's also important to balance the life aspect. But, you know, I love that you still hit some shows when you can and, yes. you know, you've got the toys. I mean, you can go turnkey and, and go cruise them and, and do what you want to do. So that's pretty cool. But now, 
I did want to kind of talk to you because I think it's a unique opportunity. We've had guys on from other countries, but mm-hmm. uh, talk to us a little bit about like like how what what led you to moving outside the U.S. and like talk to us a little bit about your time over in Japan. So the wife, her her company decided that we were going to move over there. So they said, okay, you guys, we're pack your stuff up. We're going to ship you over. So they shipped us over. We're over there and just. My first time getting there, I was like, man, this is this is really big because I've never moved somewhere that far before and, and to another country. You just had to take it in for a little bit. And then maybe I think like three weeks after I was there, Truck Masters final was coming up. And I'm like, man, I got to figure out how to get downtown and go to that show. Uh-huh. So in this country that I could not understand anything from anybody. Uh, so my google maps thank god was able to help me <laughs> yeah <laughs> got me to the train station took the train down got off went walking around found the place rent got in ran into makota he was there so and i messaged him and said hey i'm gonna come to the show and he's like okay i'll just look for me and so i met with him and then i walked the show man and it was just like wow this is just crazy Heaven, i've right? heard i've heard about this show i've seen small pictures from this show but being here and checking this out like 600 plus vehicles in this parking lot i was just like man this is just the coolest thing and what was crazy is i was like i stood out like a sore thumb <laughs> yeah over there this six foot red beard ball headed guy walk around the show with all these japanese guys and this it's just like they were all looking at me and they weren't I was like what He's not one of guy. us, yeah. And, yeah. and tell me this, they're not some of the, I mean, dude, they're some of the most, I know you, before we started recording, you said hospitable, but they're they're some of the nicest guys. When we've had, um, you know, Mikado, I've got a chance to hang out with him, Severed Mikado, and mm-hmm. um, then we had Shin come over for um, Slamfest a few years ago, and he yep. stayed, um, you know, we, we hung out a whole bunch, and and it 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 so was it was awesome communicating with the guys. I mean, like you know, some of them talk even better English than you would ever imagine. But I mean, dude, <laughs> yeah. some of the nicest guys, dude. Oh, they are. They're down to earth, man. They're they will do. It's they'll almost do anything for you to help you out. Whatever. It's crazy. So being over there, I met up with uh, Shingo, the editor of Custom Truck Magazines, and. He was like, yeah, he goes to shows. I'm like, dude, I want to go to shows. So we go to shows and we get there. And these guys, we got to dinner. They pay for everything. They put me up in a hotel room. They were just, they were treating me like king, man. It was great. The, they just, everything was like, man, let's go, let's go, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go check this out and look at this. And let's go to the shop. Go, Let's go check out this other guy's shop. Yeah. They were just showing us all kinds of stuff. And, and I've told him, I said, dude, you guys ever come here? Same treatment. I will put you where you do everything. I won't pay for their beer because those guys can put some alcohol away. I know, man. man. It's like, dude, we, I mean, I, I love it. And, and it was so funny because um, when when Shin was 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 coming into Slamfest when it was up in Gainesville, he mm-hmm. he was like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, he was like coming in like at like two in the three in the morning. I was like, all right. Well, so, you know, we stay out to about 12 one. I finally gets there and you know it was just we had such a good time and then of course they always bring like it's almost like an honorary thing when they have the is it called sake and the little yep. the cool little yep. things and then they, you know a lot of the severed guys they'll bring that and then they'll like kind of gift the, the 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 final you know empty thing to someone and I got one and I mean it, mm-hmm. it, they're just so cool but they, they definitely can put down some booze yeah they can I mean we were out one time and I think there was about 15 of us 
And, uh, I mean, they're just putting that stuff away. So funniest thing is we're sitting there. This is my first time out with them. And, uh, they get all their beers and they get all their food and they're just, uh, and then all of a sudden they start saying, so they said, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and they're there. And it's excuse me, basically to, to have the uh, waiter come back over and then oh, I forget how they pronounce it. And then he'd bring them some more. And by the end of the night, man, their bill was like almost $3,000. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God, these guys can drink it like water. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kept joking with Shin because we were like, you know, we, over the course of like four or five days, we hung out. Like, we, we basically could communicate a lot better after a couple of days. And, you know, like, I was like talking mm-hmm. like differently to try to like say, uh, food, yeah, yeah. drink, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you then, changed the way you use words. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was cool. And I had a good time. And we took him over to the University of Florida's, the famous stadium there. And, I showed him like that, you know, there's like three, the statue uh, is, there was like three players. I think it's like Danny Werfel, um, Tebow, and then uh, Spurrier or something like those guys. So then I had him, I was showing him, I go, uh, do the Tebow. And that was like when that was big and then he did it. And I was like, <laughs> hey, that's uh, America. That's what we're doing right now. And, and he had a good time. But um, he was, we were joking because he was saying that, I, I was like, what do you do, um, job, you know? And he was mm-hmm. like, um, he basically told me that he works like on like satellites. I was like, oh, big money. And he goes, no, no. And he, <laughs> you know, he, he was like, you know, we were just ribbing him and stuff. But, man, we, we, we had a good time. And those guys, they, they really do seem like like they love the American culture. I know like the, the Japanese, they, they've always loved uh, rock and roll. And, I, you know, they do mm-hmm. the air guitar stuff and they collect, you know, a lot of music and stuff. But they also just love the culture, man. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now you went to a lot of shows. Like, what are what's maybe like a memory that sticks out to you, or maybe one of your favorite shows that you went through? Maybe Truck Masters or something. Yeah, so Truck Masters has like a tour where they kind of go all over Japan, and I was trying to hit each one. There was a few of them that I didn't, that I didn't get to, but the Truck Masters final. Um, one of the ones that I liked was the last one that I was there. They they couldn't do it in Tokyo because they were supposed to get ready for the Olympics. So they picked this campground out out in like some of the country land. And it had a view of Mount Fuji in the background. Oh, and wow. just it I mean you wake up in the morning, you get to the show and you look and you've got this haze of fog and then you've got Mount Fuji with the snow on top of it. And that's just one of those things just like man. And the coolest part about it is I had my Marvy there at the show. So I was just like, man, this is a special moment. Yeah. I'm in Japan, got my truck here. I'm at Fuji. And it's just, it's one of those things. That's but a lot cool. of the other shows that they had up and down yeah. were, were just all the truck masters. I want to say other than like the final, all the other ones were about the same. The amount of people that showed up, the, just the quality of rides that they had. It was just awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, um, to me, it sounds like kind of surreal, and I've looked at some of your photos on Facebook. Now, you, I think we kind of started to talk a little bit about, did you end up going, so you went over there because of like your wife, the work that she does, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you guys also took a lot of cool photos, kind of talking like about the Mount Fuji stuff. When I go on your Facebook, like I see a lot of cool photos that you kind of, it seems like you ventured out, you obviously made friends, you guys went to bars and, and food and all that stuff. Um, did you yep. find that you and your wife would would go out and try to like find certain things that you guys wanted to do as well? 
like out doing little adventures out yeah i mean the coolest thing was was hiking mount fuji that was one of the coolest things oh so you did do that okay yeah so we got to hike it and it was dude it was man that was a chore to hike up and hike back down it took us pretty much all of every 12 hours to go up and come down yeah and speaking of that what was so cool is the artwork that you did for the white mazda right the b i think it was the 2600 i but talk to us a little bit about that because it looks i i I took it that that is mount fuji in there yeah i had him i want to do mount fuji and then i've got one of the temples that that are common in japan there too with it so that was and that was uh the picture of that truck was actually from one of the no regrets new year's cruise so they do this cruise every new year's to welcome in the new year so they have this cruise every year and they're like, you want to come? I'm like, heck yeah, I want to come. So we're, we're going down the road and I'm hanging out this guy's car taking pictures. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm taking pictures. I'm, I'm <laughs> in another country, uh, trucks I don't see all the time. Heck yeah, I'm going to hang out this window. <laughs> he was laughing. He just thought it was crazy. So yeah, crazy Americans over there. So yeah, hanging out, taking pictures. And that's one of my favorite pictures of Yoda's um, Mazda. It's just, it's just so cool. Cause he had it hammered. He was skating it down the road, just cruising right along it was it was good times yeah that definitely looked like it so you, you went through graphic disorder it looked like to do the artwork which i mean they always kill it oh yeah brand eric they they kill it with all that artwork man yeah it's top notch we're lucky to have them have you know those guys have grown a lot over the years and i always love seeing it now one of the things i want to make the listeners you know really clear on is you've done a really good job in my opinion of like helping to bring a little bit of that culture here and you've done that also you mentioned uh, Shingo, I think is how you pronounce it, but you know, Custom Trucks Mag. That magazine obviously isn't easy to get your hands on. So talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the role that you've had and in, in maybe even with features and then, of course, helping to, to distribute it here in the U.S. Yeah, the feature-wise, he so some of the features that he's had in there, I, I've kind of like helped with middle work, getting pictures and information and getting it to him. And then even when I was overtaking... I did a couple of features while I was here for him. So just trying to, I'm like his middleman to try and help him get things over there. Cause yes. people are always texting me or emailing me. Hey man, Shingo, I haven't heard from him in a while. I'm like, he's probably busy. Cause the dude is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he'll wait to like the week before the deadline of the magazine. And he'll just spend the whole time at his office doing the magazine. And I'm like, man, you just, you're crazy. Right, right. <laughs> you like, think do a little bit of time. You've got like two months. I mean, you got two months spread it out. He's like, no, no, I, I, I want to do it this better, way. I'm better like, under right, pressure. That's... Better under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then just getting the magazines, I mean, people were asking about them and I'm like, all right, yeah. So, I mean, we'll figure this out. So the biggest thing is, is I've got a friend over there who helps me get them so I don't have to pay crazy amount in shipping. Because that's the big thing. Getting anything shipped back and forth is crazy. Yeah. So Shingo gets them, sends them to my buddy, and he gets them over here. And then I try and help everybody out. I just just expand it. And then it's really cool when we can get somebody's truck from over here in the magazine over there. It's just something cool to see your truck in a magazine in another country in a completely different language. As my buddy, one buddy calls me, he, it's a great picture book. Because you can understand the words in it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be lucky if you have like the Google Translate app or something. I haven't tried it, but so it's the funny thing is with that. So if you try and translate something, uh-huh. your best thing is to understand it as if Yoda from Star Wars was talking to you. 
very great you are. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. It's it's all backwards. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like like right hand drive, but one of the cool things is one one of the guys I love in the scene is is Jeremy Brown and obviously his awesome wife uh, um, Serena. And, mm-hmm. you know, they do Built to Cruise, as you know, listeners. I mean, if you haven't, uh, follow Built, uh, T-O Cruise, Built to Cruise on YouTube. Amazing work they do. But, like, you helped, it looked like, get the Fat 150 in there that uh, Fat Fabs had built. And that was a cool That was a cool thing because I, I remind people when we've had the Australian guests on, mm-hmm. people's minds are blown that they don't really have full-size trucks there, so to speak, right? Not like they have here, like in Texas, right? So for them yeah, to yeah. have an F1, you kind of alluded earlier with the bigger you know, SUV, which is the Marvy, mm-hmm. but the Fat F-150, I mean, those things, they just don't see much of that stuff there is my understanding. Yeah, it's not a common thing. It has to be imported, and, and it's expensive to import something over there because their regulations on bringing something in are totally different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So to see – so just to change it real quick, big trucks, the first truck matches I went to, there was a Kodiak top kick there. Yes. And I'm like, dude, how do you drive this thing in this? There's you take up both lanes. That's just uh, just blowing my right, mind. Right, right. Uh, and there's yeah, like they, no parking downtown, right? There's a lot of parking garages, indoor, underground stuff. Yeah, yeah. They love parking garages there, man. Everything's <laughs> parking garage. Yeah, that's, but yeah, that's to, crazy. for them to get like a Chevy pickup truck or uh, Ford F one fifty, anything like that, it's it's hard and it gets expensive. So. Yeah. Because there was actually one for sale over there. It was a, like an 89, 1500. And it was in yen. But if you converted it, it was like about $10,000 for it. And I'm like, that's expensive for this truck. Because, I mean, it was it, it had been around. So it had some wear and tear on it. It was kind of rough. But I'm like, man, 10 grand. That's a, whew, that's a lot. But they're like, that's, that's how much the guy probably spent buying it and getting it shipped over. And he yeah, just didn't want to lose crazy. all his money. Yeah. Well, between your crew cab Mazda and then the homie that I met in Oregon, Washington, Oregon, I always get those mixed up. He brought his the crew cab you saw at the White Isuzu. He brought it to Mini Nats. Okay, so there's yeah, yeah. you know there's the other OEM, and then you have the Nissan Stevens that I mentioned earlier. Like to me, I I've always loved the crew cab trucks. I I just always have loved them, especially like the eighty eight to ninety eights. Man, I mean those were kind of mm-hmm. rare. But when you when you see a crew cab. Like, it's crazy that in other parts of the world, like Mexico, I think Australia, I think Japan as well, they were more prominent, but the U.S. didn't have them. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of different countries, I mean, they got the cool stuff, and we got gypped. On just, yeah. you, oh, here you can have a, an extra cab little truck. And if they would have sold those Fordo trucks back in the day, man, they would have sold like hotcakes. I know. Like, because remember when the S10 finally came out and we're like, really? That's not an S10 bed, right? But they were yeah, still, exactly. Yeah. They, they were still cool. And I think, like, in my if my memory serves me correct, that might have been, like, really the only thing we got, be, obviously, besides the SUVs, you know, the Nissan um, mm-hmm. uh, Xterras and all that crap, you know, the Pathfinders and stuff we loved. But, you know, no other, I don't think, I guess going from memory, I don't think there were any other minis that were Cruise. No, that would have been the first one was the S10. would have been a four-door. Well, we went on a cruise, and I talked about this many years ago, but we went on a cruise, my wife and I, a few years ago, and um, we were in different countries in Mexico and and just different, Mm -hmm. I forget if we were in Belize or just different places we had went, right? Obviously, the ports, and 
I have my phone out and we're on this bus going, you know, 45 minutes to an excursion. And, and my wife's like, what are you taking photos of, dude? I'm like rubbernecking <laughs> going, oh, man, I'm taking photos of this and this. And then we get to the little resort and they're like, like the, the workers are like driving the trucks and they're like looking at me like, why are you taking a photo of me? And I'm like, dude, like it had the, you know, the beds that were famous that were, you know, not really in the U.S. Like, I call them like a utility bed, how they had like kind of what last that look little- I think had. Yeah. Yeah, they got that little lip with the hooks on it. Yes, and it's like that stuff was like you'd see a frontier with that bed on it. It just this is what they had. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was it was pretty cool. But so in all your travels over there, um, what would you say that you took away the most in terms of you know was it the friendships? Was it the cool trucks? I mean, was there any one thing that you kind of talked about the cool thing with the Mount Fuji? Which I'm thinking, man, that's that's like a high. But was there anything else that you kind of took away that was like, man, I'm just glad I could experience it? It was, so it basically be the friendship with all the guys that I got to meet because I, I got to meet a lot of guys from Hokkaido, which is the most northern part, all the way down to Osaka, down because uh, Hide and Anna live down there. And just all the people I got to meet over there, they were just – it's something I'll never experience again. It was just something that was totally awesome to have that time to do it. And the one of my most favorite parts I remember is uh, – was – Whoa, God, it was like January. It was actually before I came back. The guys up in Hokkaido were like, hey, man, we want you to come up. We want to do one last, like, hoorah, hang out, whatnot before you go. I'm like, all right, let, let's do that. So I get up there, and they pick me up from the airport, and we go to this ice thing. And it's it's wintertime up there. I mean, it is freezing cold. There's snow everywhere. We get to this little ice castle. We do that thing. And then the next day, they take me all over and show me all their cultural stuff, all their things that's just i've never i would never see on tv or nothing it's just the experience was great and then they finally uh they've been trying to butter me up and get me to go to an onsen (laughs) and i was like man no no no, i'm not doing that so finally they're like ah they pull up and they park the car and they're like all right we're going in i'm like all right let's go so and that was something i'd like never could see myself doing before and and it was just a cool experience because they you have the inside and then like all right we're going outside i'm like outside dude it's freezing cold and i'm naked that's not happening no so we get outside (laughs) and they they have these onsens up top and it's like you get in and you're sweating sitting in these things and it's freezing cold outside Uh and then just the view they had this frozen lake with these mountains in the background it's just like man i never this this is just coolest thing surreal so just meeting all the guys and them showing me all their culture and all the things that they they love. And it was just they were passionate about their culture and it was just great to have that experience. And they're passionate about trucks too. Yeah, they are. When and speaking of that, I mean I appreciate you sharing that story because I'm like I mean, this is this is great stuff. Now you were over there around the time and I you may have said his name earlier, but I'm gonna probably butcher it, but it's it's take 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 she. The guy with the pink, I'll just say the pink Tacoma, right? Yeah, the, pink the, taco, yeah. Right, so Ron, <laughs> the pink taco, Ron ran in it as the Hammered Weekend Wear shirt, which I loved, and then mm-hmm. it was our 2019 Mini Truck of the Year. Now, we were going to traffic the award through you because we were going to meet you at a show, and then it just didn't work out, or we were going to you know, ship it, but uh, you got yeah. a chance to see in, in some of the photos I saw, like you were there, or you may have even shot it, you were there the day that it was being shot for the indoor, right? So, yeah, they, so... The it was gonna he debuted at Moon Eyes Indoor Hot Rod Show, and the night before they they were like, hey, you want to come to the to the photo shoot? I'm like, heck yeah, yeah man. So we get there, and 
just that experience itself is just sitting there watching this guy do his work in this big white room and checking everything out and then helping him move it to different positions and change things to, so the guy can change the camera view and do the different things like that. That was just a really cool thing. And looking at a truck, I mean, you, you could look at that truck all day and, and see different things and then come back the next day and see some more stuff. So, and then just the ability to be able to get that close to it and almost well, I touched it, but, you know, don't tell them that. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing is, yeah, and just the color and the interior and the paint. And, I mean, you look All at that. Tr- yeah. yeah, you look at that truck and you're just like, it's, it, I mean, it's a definition of, like, a hardcore mini truck. That's for sure. Yeah, and he definitely is. He's he's had a few mini trucks in the past. He's had a couple Mazdas, and then he wanted to build something different. So, they built that. And it's actually, I may butcher this wrong. I may miss this all, but... I, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually a Toyota Hilux. It's not a it's not a Tacoma or a Taco, because they didn't offer the Taco over there. It was called a Hilux, and there's yes. something different about the front end. And I'm sure somebody can tell me that I'm saying something wrong about it. But the front ends are not interchangeable on those. Right, exactly. I know, and I'm always cautious when I share stuff from overseas. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going, oh, okay, look at this Tacoma, or look at because you're right. You know, they they had the different iterations, or it might be even the Nissans will sometimes get me. Like you mentioned, the D21 earlier, you know, and the technical yeah. terms. So, uh, yeah, that sometimes will get me. Now, one of you know, I had a chance to write a couple features. What uh, mostly a couple guys from uh, from Australia. Uh, there was Severed Ruby, the Isuzu that Mike helped get into trucking. I got a chance mm-hmm. to write that one. And then uh, there was another one from the Gold Coast. I think Brian Grinder shot it, Brian Good. But, or Brian, yeah, Brian from Grinder TV. And then mm-hmm. that was like a C10 or something. I, I helped write it for Slam Mag. But there was a yeah. guy that I got the right to feature for, and I this was really cool. You probably didn't get a chance to meet him. He's not really into mini trucks. He's into a 64 uh, Continental, or excuse me a 64 Impala, but he goes by 64 Kamal, K-A-M-A-L, on uh, Instagram. And what was cool about, you know, his car, he's over there in that area uh, in Japan, but the the culture, like you look at like the lowrider stuff, they embrace it. And his his car, dude, I swear, like you look at the slammed mag feature, mm-hmm. dude, this thing is like the lowest Impala that I've ever seen in my life. Like you can't even see the rear wheel at all when the little skirts on <laughs> and you look at the stuff and, and that's what I love. Like they, you know, we love our Impalas here and we love our mini mm-hmm. trucks here, but like over there, it's like even more of a special value because they just don't seem like they have as much, you know, as, as far as yeah. that goes. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a big following for the low riders and, and all those cars. Uh, I mean, I went to a couple of low rider shows and just some of the quality of the work and the craftsmanship and like the et- the etching they did and some of the detail work was just like that it's crazy yeah they, it, it they is go through that much and it's and it's not something that they can drive all the time over there either right exactly because you know just with um the weather the way it may be and stuff like that i mean i know they've even you know they've got the volcano stuff going on i mean i know like here in america it's like some people are like oh how could you live in florida there's hurricanes all the time and i'm like well Knock on wood, I've lived here my whole life, and we've never had a direct hit where I live, yeah. but you know how it is. It's like when I was growing up, you know, watching the World Series, and I think in 89, when the A's were playing, and then you see the the earthquake, and I'm like, how could you live in California? There's earthquakes all the time, and then you kind of find out, well, they're not, all, they're not every day, but yeah. um, that's, yeah. that stuff still blows my mind. But um, now, 
with so like you basically transitioned back to the U.S. because of your mm-hmm. wife's like you know with with her career and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Her job, her time at that job was up, and they 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 put us back over here, so we're back in the states and just trying to trying to get settled back in. I mean, just trying to get a normal life back in routine. So yeah, because it, it is thing. a big it is a big change now. I got to ask you this. You know, I always joke with you know, our, our, some of our guests from down under and things like that. But to me, what was it like when you first flew back? I mean, did you really have the jet lag and things like that? No, I'm more, I really only had jet lag going over. It took me about two weeks to get rid of the jet lag. Really? And then every time I flew, cause I, I've got to say, I flew back probably five or six times. I flew back and forth. And that's and a long flight, ain't it, man? It was about a 16 hour flight every time. Dude. I mean, bro. So, yeah, I don't know if you smoke or whatever, but man, I mean, if I was a smoker, I'd be like, dude, man, give me all this plane. <laughs> there was a guy that I worked with a long time, Alan Campion, really amazing photographer, and he was taking a flight. He was telling me this big trip he was going. He was going to be going, I think, Korea. And he was talking about, yeah, I'm landed here, and then it's like a 22-hour flight or something. And I was like, dude, I said, I get, I mean, I get antsy going to like maybe Vegas, dude. My legs, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna stretch them. Now, did you have a little bit more room than like an American typical plane, or what was the deal? No, I mean, it's it, you still have pretty much the same amount of leg room. Um, <laughs> wow. You've you've got more seats that go across. You've got like a th- three seats, and then four seats, and then three seats. Uh huh. So biggest thing was, is every couple of hours I got up and walked around the plane. I'm like, I got to get up and stretch my legs. Yeah. Just, I can't sit here for this whole time. And other than that, you sit and just binge watch movies on the TV that's on the plane. So <laughs> yeah, I, I always wanted the to second or third time. It just, it kind of got easy. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh man, 16 hours, sleep a little bit, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's exactly, a, that's a, that's a dang long flight. Now the, the other thing that I wish that was still around and they're hard to get are you probably remember hearing about it, but in Australia they had that magazine called bagged magazine. And I talked to oh, some yeah, of the guys. Issue. Oh, you do. Wow. I'll have to yes, check sir. this out next time I meet you, man. Because, yeah. you know, talking to some of the down South uh, Australian guys, th- you know, the magazine, I thought it was around a little bit longer, but I think was it maybe like six to 10 issues or so maybe. I think it was about 10 issues. About 10, it was almost yeah. a year long or something. Yeah. Yeah. And what was cool is, the um, you know, there's a lot of cool trucks in there, and to me, the culture between Australia, I know even New Zealand goes hard. I know for a while, um, Severed, I forget if we ever patched in the New Zealand guy that was over at SEMA one year, but like between Australia, New Zealand area, and then of course, uh, Japan. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, mini trucking's like strong over there, man. Yeah, yeah, especially in Australia, it's just so the way I think about it, Australia, those guys are, are some serious dedicated guys in mini truck and scene over there because if they drive that truck it has to be it has to pass their inspection yeah, or their like certification or deal yep yeah engineer yeah and i was talking to a couple of guys and they were just they're explaining to me what it's got to go through i'm like holy crap i'm like that's just crazy i'm like half the trucks in the u.s wouldn't wouldn't pass that <laughs> dude they don't know what a rat rod is they're like there's no way and we you know yeah. now i you know i say that jokingly because there are some cool rat rods out there don't get me wrong but we've seen the oh, ones yeah, out yeah, there yeah. that are like you know but we've also seen mini trucks too we're like eh, that shouldn't be driving but you know it is what it is it's, it's america you know <laughs> and it happens yeah yeah yep yeah, <laughs> yeah the land uh, of the free baby <laughs> yeah man we, we drag our trucks and you know that type of thing and, yeah. and like courtney said we hold our heads high so or yes, why sir. it's strange, but 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's there's so much cool stuff we talked about. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's. I, I wanted you to also hit upon. Um, I know you don't do a lot of the Instagram stuff, but that's where I mm-hmm. think I first kind of met you. Uh, why don't you talk to us about it in case someone does want to buy a hat or you know where they can find you on Instagram? Yeah, Red River Garage Clothing. I really haven't messed with it much since I got back. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to get things out here. But yeah, I mean, it's just I was over there and I'm like, man, I've always wanted to do like a t-shirt and hat company. So I'm like, you know what? I can kind of start doing that. And it was really big over there. It was it was great. Had a few guys in the US buy my shirts and stuff. Um, but I've got plans. I've got a couple of shirts that I want to do. I just I need to get we need to get life straight here yeah, and then I can oh, get yeah. back into doing that. I've got a couple shirts planned that I want to do. So, but it'll be a little while. Just it's, it's just something I've always want to do. And I'm like red beard garage. I mean, I got a red beard. Uh, I like to be in the garage. So let's go with it. So yeah, the C10 that you did from. was so epic that had the bear on it. And uh, yeah. I think that was the one that had kind of the, I don't know if it's like a temple. It had a little of the architecture there, but like yep. the stuff that you did was awesome. And I think you could even come back once you're ready and, and do some banners and stuff. Cause I mean, I'd love to, to hang some of this stuff in my garage, dude. It's just sick. And then the one with obviously Mount Fuji, which was the yep. Mazda uh, pickup. Yeah. And then Anna's uh, taco. Yes. Uh, with a panda in the back. I kind of threw that. I'm like, let's do a panda in there. So and it was just kind of a, so it was kind of a weird thing, but it worked out. I liked it. Yeah, and you know, before we started, I, you know, when I think of Japan, I do think of bridges, right? Because there was a lot of epic ones, and I think Mike, when he was at Mini Truck and Alexander, he did a real good job of obviously expanding worldwide, bigger than it was. And Ernie played a role in that. Uh, Low Life yeah. Mikey, with you know, with what he was doing, but even before that, like Lance had ran some features from overseas. Of course, Courtney, uh, you mm-hmm. probably remember back in the day, he would swap features with that Daytona magazine. Yeah, so you yeah. know, you kind of had Courtney and Mike. They they did their thing. Lance kind of furthered it, you know, or, or Lance furthered you know as much as he could. And then Mike and Ernie kind of did their thing o- along with Low Life. I know Sever Joe went out there one year. Um, Jamie McBride, my brother, my severed brother, and uh, mm-hmm. C10 Vatos, Joe, of course Morgan, and, and things like that. So it's cool that there's been people that venture out. But I think you're one of the guys that has been able to embrace the culture for a longer period of time than most. But now you're yeah. back, and like it's been cool that you've been able to share some of the the awesome stories, man. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a good time. Since, and if anybody ever has a chance, save that money up, go to Truck Masters, man. It, it's worth it. It's you want to do Truck Masters finals, and that's the one you want to hit. It's always like in November, but save up some money during the year and and hit that show. It's it's definitely worth going to 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 see the show and and go and check out some of the culture. So it, it's good times for sure. Yeah, the food, the drinks, the camaraderie, the brotherhood. Oh, and, yeah. You know, even if even if you just kind of communicate the best you can, you know, a lot of those guys, and, and I give all due respect. I mean, I did a YouTube video the other day, and I was flipping through, actually, a custom trucks mag, and I didn't realize it was the first issue. Because remember when they changed their name? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize they kind of – Yeah, they, they kind of had reset the shot clock, and – you know, uh, Josh Ellis had reminded me, and he said, "Hey, well, you know, this is issue one." And I was like, "Well, wait a minute, my truck was in there from uh, some show coverage." So I was going yeah. through it, kind of giving some insight on YouTube, and I had mentioned that, you know, sometimes people, you know, they look at other people that speak different languages, and they're like, "Oh, they can't." But dude, I can barely speak English, right? You got people yeah. in other countries that are like, "Oh, I'm going to learn American just so I can go there and like, you know, learn the culture," you know, and they know. I mean, dude, you couldn't give me a million dollars and say, 
learn Japanese in five years. I just I probably couldn't do it. <laughs> it's, so. it's definitely difficult to learn. Um, but yeah, most of the, most of the guys over there knew a little bit of English. They they knew some of the basic things just because they they want to be interacting with with the mini truck scene. Whether yep. if they're watching videos from over here or talking to people on Facebook from over here or even coming over to the states, they they try really hard to try and get some of the language down so that they're just not standing there going, mm, yeah, we don't right. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I give a lot of credit to those guys and, you know, even uh, some of the guys over there have helped and ladies, they've helped expand brands. I know recently mm-hmm. when we did a presale of um, Matt Thompson's bad idea Mazda, a lot mm-hmm. of the severed guys over there, you know, they wanted to buy a bunch of the stuff because they loved it. They wanted to support their brother, but they also yep. love, you know, like we said earlier, so much of our culture and, you know, for any of the listeners over in Japan, I know we have some, you know, much love and respect to you guys because, uh, you know, you're helping keep mini trucking alive on the other side of oh, the yeah. world. We're, we're really arguably, I guess you could say mini trucks kind of started out of, you know, the 60s and 70s with all, all the awesome stuff they have, you know, like like what Billy Bob yeah. has now. I mean, that's 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 the true old school mini trucks, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So good stuff. But, dude, Chuck Healy, man, it has been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I didn't realize we were going to get the dabble into so much and I kind of, um, really appreciate the talks about the Marvy and the crew cab Mazda. Cause I mean, to me that stuff's epic, but dude, man, I'm just trying to think if there was anything else that we maybe missed that you wanted to cover. Oh man. I mean, we could sit and talk about shows from back <laughs> in the day forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the way think about 25 years ago this year, you're at spring splash. You of course, uh, spend your time yep. overseas and uh, go to all those epic events. Now you're back, and dude, I mean, when you came up at Mini Nats, you were looking, and I looked, I was like, I know you, and I knew you just from your profile photo, and of course, yeah. exchanges some messages. But if someone wants to buy one of the custom truck mags, I know those are you know getting tougher to get because you've got your list. Um, can they just reach out to you on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Best thing just is hit me up on Facebook on Messenger, and then. Because I usually order just a certain amount of magazines, but if I get enough people wanting enough, I can order more. So that's not a big deal. I just need to get people that want to commit to it, and and yeah, it would be not a problem. I mean, yeah, and I would tell everyone. I know Chuck mentioned it earlier. Uh, we talked about it before we started recording. He's not making money on these, and what I would ask is, um, if you if you can, you know, a lot of times he'll throw a sticker in there, which I love your stickers, man. Uh, throw them an extra five bucks if you can, you know, do something. And I know Chuck, you don't want that, but I mean, you're doing a great service, you know, for us here, um, for a lot of people that want that magazine, it's not easy to get, uh, you know, yeah. you've thrown in, um, a couple times you've helped me out, uh, on stuff yeah, that I've yeah. helped with. And, and I, I certainly appreciate it in the stickers that you'll throw in here and there, sometimes a piece of candy. I know some of that, uh, you know, that yeah, stuff's Japanese not candy. Cheap. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate <laughs> you, bro. Hey man, no problem. I'm just I'm just trying to help the scene, man. It's all about helping out. Yeah, and spreading that that you know distri- distributing that awesome what I call truck smut throughout the country. I love it, man. So, <laughs> but yeah. but Chuck uh, Chuck Healy, it's H E A L E Y. Uh, Chuck, of course, on Facebook or Redbeard Clothing on Instagram, dude. Again, uh, love the conversation. Uh, to you know, uh, oh, and this is the last thing. Uh, give a shout out to your wife and your fam, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, let's let's give a shout out to all my guys in Japan. Miss you guys. Can't wait to get back over there or you guys get here. Uh, want to give a big thanks to my wife for everything she does, man. She's she's the money behind all my fun. So <laughs> she's a great one. She's a keeper. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks to her, you've been able to share some cool memories with us. And 
Uh, yeah. Certainly appreciate much love and respect to your fam, and uh, keep doing what you do, man. And we'll share some photos if you got anything you want us to share. Send it my way, and uh, you know, uh, this week we'll be sharing the episode, man. Cool, cool. Sounds good, man. Appreciate being on. It's awesome. Yeah, much love and respect to you, Negative Camber, all the family out there. Uh, keep doing what you do, Chuck. All right, buddy. Thank you, sir. We got you. All right. separate